love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? This is State of My Sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the State of My Sports. That's right, everyone. This is State of My Sports, and this is episode 134. We will talk about the Detroit Tigers' new shortstop before digging into Michigan's first Big Ten championship since 2004 and the, Ti- and the Detroit Lions' first win since 1994, I think. Right? Is that the first win since 1994? Yeah! Uh, no, first win of the season. Uh, at the end, we will make our betting hero picks of the week and grade our Siciliano's Market Michigan beer. If you are joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, please let us know in the comments. Be part of the conversation. Let us know what you guys think about really everything that we're going to talk about today. Um, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors to help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery state of my sports. Sisiano's Market helps us pick out the best craft beer from the state of Michigan for each and every episode. Mac Web Design helps us get our website up and running, and Betting Hero helps us and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. So please check out all of our sponsors and let them know that they that uh, we sent you. Um, I am Sam Waltart. With me today, we got Ryan Waltart and Micah Smith back from, I mean, really, so last episode was over a week ago. We did it on Saturday, yeah. post-Michigan game, Michigan-Ohio State game, I should say. I was say. just listening yeah. to Ryan at that point. Yeah, did you listen to it? Yeah, dude, I was commenting right, the whole time. Comment. That's right. Yeah. That was your best. Jarrett was at a whole nother level as well in the comments. <laughs> he, he, got he, was, he got weird. He got weird. He got really yeah. weird, and it was very uncomfortable. He apologized the next day. But it was good. It was all good. It was good. I, like, I like comments. Here. Any type of comments. Be weird. That's all you want. Yeah, if you're weird, <laughs> you're welcome. But Ryan, we actually were on vacation. You were, you were. How was Alabama before we went to Florida? Oh, Alabama was great. It started off the, the trip exactly the way I wanted, just like getting into the whole like relaxation mode. Um, I don't know, checking out early just mentally and starting the relaxation period, and then stayed there a couple of days what like i think uh, two nights and then and the, the next morning left early and drove all the, the rest of the way down to pompano beach yeah. man what was the drive from alabama to pompano beach uh about 12 hours 12 hours yeah so you guys left 3 a.m four four five. we i woke up at three o'clock in the morning in the central times so we lost an hour and we we got there about 12 and a half hours after oh yeah okay that makes sense yeah stopped for gas one time and went straight through that's sweet. it was nuts how's was the fcc territory down there uh, Bama likes Bama. Let's just say yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. They're they're kind of into them, yeah. Um, <laughs> they don't know what's coming this 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 next couple games. When we were there, I think weren't they playing well, I think Auburn was playing Bama. Auburn Bama, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was a, that was a tough game. That was the same day Bama. as Michigan Michigan State. Yeah. Or, sorry, Ohio uh, Michigan Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Man, and that was a close game too. Oh the yeah, that Auburn, was that could that could have swayed the whole top four. Like, that we could be talking about Michigan being number 1 and everything else. And so. and now now basically we I mean we're going to get a little bit into the Heisman talk, but like 
with the whole uh, Bryce, Young, or Bryce Young. Is that, yep, yeah. Bryce Young. He's definitely going to win it. Now. Yeah, exactly. But four, we're talking four overtimes in that game alone just to do it and come back from behind like they did in the fourth quarter, yeah. nuts. It was even a bonehead decision, too. Like, the guy that ran out of bounds yeah. that stopped the clock, and it was yeah. like, dude, that, that yep. changed everything. Yep. It's insane how... Shouldn't, now, shouldn't be now like here this. we are, Alabama is number one. <laughs> That's always oh, how it is. Yeah. Bama always ends up doing something that, you know, they just get away with it somehow yeah. because everybody knows how great they are, but, like, we're just waiting for them to just lose. But yeah. Slip up. Hardly ever And do. now they, they snuck it, or not snuck in. I mean, they, they didn't sneak in. in. They, they kind of snuck in. They, they, then they dominated. They lucked in. Yeah, they absolutely wiped a combination of sneaking in and then dominating Now they're the scariest <laughs> team out of every everybody. Yeah. And just last week, they were a sleeper. It's yep. crazy how that all yep. yep. kind of works out. But They exposed Georgia a little bit, and I they think did, they've yeah. got a little blueprint there as well. So if you have That's a Heisman nice. winner, if you, have a Heisman winner yeah. you got a chance. Yeah, Mike, how, how was your week? <laughs> Obviously, Ryan and I had a great time in Florida. We... We're sitting by the pool pretty much every day. The pool was the heater was next, broken though. next to the what? pool. Yeah, the yeah. pool the the pool here was broken. That's it not really, cool. Really hey, did we get money back really? for that or no? I don't know. We Andrew was still talking to him. All right, we got to so. get money back for yeah, that. Yeah, we really yeah. should. Yeah. Did you stay out of the pool or did you try and Ryan and Johnny went in once? But I went in a couple times. I, I got yeah. a couple of little workouts in. So after that, it was like you got to jump in. I was sweating like crazy. So yeah, Ryan and Donnie, like, hey, you guys want to work out? I'm like, no. <laughs> Sam, no. the last thing he wanted to do. <laughs> it was the last thing. Was he was doing lifting, no. right? I was laughing with the fork. Like, I was laughing as I was asking. I him lift about. the fork. <laughs> he just knew. It. I was like, "Hey, we're Usually watching this." Usually, I was getting into like peer pressure, and so I was just like, "No, no." I was so glad that I was just ready to. <laughs> to be fair, no. we did already start basically without you. So. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you guys knew the answer before. We knew. We knew. I was like addicted to sports talk radio. I was like, I w- when I would wake up at like nine, and I would just be by, by myself Click. until. Sam, th- Sam went through two like stock? completely introverted days where he just needed to be alone. Nobody bother him. <laughs> but out, let me go for a long walk. <laughs> I went on, don't like, bother me. A five and a half mile walk. Seriously? Before any- well, like yeah. I woke up before anybody else that day, and I just walked. Man, I just I put in my earbuds, listened. Now you said won the ticket. Like, have you ever seen walked. those those women that just like power, like pump their arms? <laughs> what, like the, like the I went to breakfast. Like, yeah, yeah. I, was I, I drove down to the beach and that. I passed Sam. And then suddenly he passed me back. He's walking so fast. <laughs> 35. I was going 35. He passed me. Dude, the weather was so good. Though. It was so nice. 80 degrees. Oh, it was great. It was yeah. it was awesome. With the last two days, we spent most of the time at the beach. It was great. Yeah. Mike, that did you have a good awesome. time? Or were you, were you just worked? No, it just, just worked. Yep, just worked. That sounds yeah. terrible. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. I feel bad yep. for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you I don't. I never want to experience that. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel awful. I'm getting a phone call right now. From my buddy. What else do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, what else are we gonna talk about? Uh, no, but do, I was, I was, do, I, for our intro we usually do uh, our topic and stuff. But I, instead of getting into our beer great or beer introductions, I did want to talk Tigers before we get too far in this thing. Um, obviously, the the big news was they signed Javi Baez, right? Um, yeah. Basically, he's getting what six year deal, hundred forty million dollar contract. Um, way less than what people were talking about with that Correa was going to get all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I, I don't know really where to go. I think it's like 23 average, but it kind of breaks down like it's 20 year one, 23, and it kind of like changes, right? So no. Or how I does mean, all that work? What is it like? I think it's like 15.5, right? Isn't it? All right. So two, 2022 is base salary of 20 million. Then 2023 is 22 million. That, that's because it's two year guarantee and he's got a two year out. And then after that, it drops significantly. 
No, then it goes up uh-huh. to 25. Yeah, it goes up. What are you talking about? Dude, 140. Look at, look at sheet two. Divided Ryan, by six. Ryan, look at sheet two. Oh, I'm sorry. I, get, I missed a, a, I missed 10. I missed sheet, 10. Sheet two has it broken you, down. You missed well, a lot. I wasn't I guessing. I was reading. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it, uh, after the two-year uh, opt-out that he has when he's 31, it jumps to $25 million for two years and $24 million the following two. And then he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, but what is he? Is he, what, 29 years old? I think um, yeah. Yeah. the opt-out is, is very interesting. He also has a 10-team no-trade clause uh, that can kind of get interesting, but I don't think anybody's going to deny a trade. Like, let's say it doesn't work out and he wants to go to a contender, the Lions, Tigers will trade him to a contender, right? Yeah, I mean, he's um, going to say, don't ship me to the Orioles. Like, yeah, that's what he's <laughs> right, gonna say. exactly. Um, so, I mean, Ryan, I want to know, basically, you, you can kind of carry this part of the, the positives and negatives of something like this. I, I don't want to get into the... Not Correa yet. I think that's how we should end the, the whole conversation. But what does Baez bring to the Tigers? I think what what he brings most is um, a little bit of stability to the position that we needed most. He brings athleticism, definitely, and defensive ability. And, and people can get into the advanced metrics with, with shortstop and everything. He is a massive upgrade to the current shortstops that we had all of last season. He is. He's. Um, I don't know. Zach Short was was doing pretty. No. Well, I was gonna say. I, uh, no, I was honestly gonna say Zach Short, but he's an actual big leaguer. Like, yeah. Like he's he's a big step up defensively, and he's he's flashy, and he does some things with his glove that people really don't do at the even at the big league level. He's kind of got that like little flair and like quick hands that are just nuts. And some years he applies it to his range, and some years he doesn't. So okay. I think when he's checked in really well, he he grades at the highest level of. You know, defensive rating shortstops, and when he's when he's at his worst, he's above average defensively. So is is he kind of like Jose Iglesias? Like I think he's much better than obviously Jose Iglesias was, but Jose Iglesias had that that flash and yeah. obviously incredible hands, one of the best shortstops we've ever seen. But he would have those. I don't know if they're mental errors or just like errors that I mean, when when you go through it every day, yeah. you're going to make mistakes. And then it would be like, how yeah. do you make that mistake? But then you make that play. Yeah, absolutely. Is that going to be that kind of short Yeah, he will. He'll go through some mental lapses. With that kind of like um, flashiness, I think, comes a little bit less stability and less consistency. And Carlos Correa, the best thing you can say about him is how consistent he is. And and I think he makes plays harder than it needs to be, but the advanced metrics tells me that he gets to balls that he shouldn't get to. Um, so I, I don't know. I think – so I guess – that that's defensively what he gives you. Offensively, he's going to give you a lot of pop. Definitely, he's like the Johnny Peralta uh, on steroids time period. <laughs> literally, literally, oh, I literally. Thought, literally. I thought you were saying he's like. I did. I, oh, I pulled I, it that together. That was good. That was okay. good. I like that. I yeah. Like, that so really we're good. getting we're getting that version because he's going to hit thirty or close to thirty or more than thirty. Like that's that's his like target home run total. Uh, he, he hits a lot of extra bases too. He gets a lot of doubles. Which is gets good triples. for, for Comerica Park. It, it really is. He's a pull hitter, so he's not necessarily going to take advantage of the big gap in right center. He's not Carlos Correa, which would hit a lot of home runs to right field. Okay. A lot of. Correa's which home runs you can't are really field. do that. In, well, I guess he can't like straight it's a short, right. It's a short porch straight, in right field, and, yeah, and Correa right hits a lot over there. Though. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Baez does not do that. Okay. What I, what I think what I think Baez gives you is his upside is MVP caliber, and his downside is not very good. His downside is a huge swing and miss guy that could be hitting two twenty for the year, maybe twenty home runs, and be uh, an even or less than average player. Which, like, sorry, it, go ahead, Mike. It, so it, extreme. It, Again, we're, we're talking about the prime of his career sure. with extreme highs and extreme lows. Okay, so no matter how you spin it, this is a major improvement to the position. 
It no, is. No, it's an no matter how you look, it's at an it. improvement. Absolutely, yeah. yes. So I, I, w- I would look at kind of like his his four four really five really good seasons in Chicago, um, where he was hitting two eighty, two ninety, and and stuff like that. But then you see his two hundred three, which was the odd year in twenty twenty, just a strange year for everybody. And then two sixty five last year uh, with the Mets uh, after the trade, and then he kind of ran into that. Um, uh, what's the the whole thumbs down thing to the fans that yeah. people kind of went through and, and yeah, I think they turned they bounced, on they bounced back from it I yeah. thought yep but at the same time they turned it, on him and he turned on them yeah yep and that's never been good um, but I don't I don't think that that's who he is necessarily he's he's kind of he seems if I remember him correctly from from the Cubs he's a very happy go lucky guy has a good time playing the game and is pretty intense though too like he's the swag guy that you see. In all of these playoff teams, you know, the I don't I don't even know if Correa is really that 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 swag guy necessarily. It's a um, fake swag sometimes. Yeah, but like, um, I mean, you just I, I can't think of the names right now. But there was so many of them in the league um, that were in the playoffs this year, and they're all over. And that's what people want. No, is it Carlos Correa? No, but it's still a superstar, potential superstar. Potential, yeah. And, and again, so like the the worst thing you can say about. Um, Baez is that he doesn't get on base, and, and that's true, and that is a big worry. His best season out of the out of the, since 2014, his best on base percentage is what 326. I'm seeing. Okay, yeah, 326. His, his career on base percentage is 307. Yeah, right. That's that's pretty low. It, it's not good. It's actually yeah. bad. It, yeah. it's very bad, and that's the that's what the one stat that is most linked to winning. On, on offense and good offense okay. more than anything else. So you can look at the advanced metrics for, for home runs and uh, the upswing and all that kind of stuff. More important than all that is getting on base. That's the that's the difference of paying $400 million, 350 to $400 million for Carlos Correa who gets on base, minus 25 home runs, but he gets on base, versus a guy who hits 30 home runs but does not get on base. That's yeah. that's when you're going to get the six-year, so, $140 million contract. So can we can we expect A.J. Hinch and his staff to help improve that number? I, would, I, I, would, I hope I would, so. I would think so. So I'm thinking the best-case scenario with him is that Javi Baez turns into um, – he, he talks to Cabrera, Cabrera. He talks to some of these other guys. I think Detroit's a good community for him, for yeah. his – for. One where he comes from, people and all really that. like Detroit when they come to. Detroit. They do, and we're the fans will get behind him. I really yeah. believe that. Um, but I also think Cabrera rubs off on people with getting on base and pitch selection and being aggressive in the right ways. And if that is true with with Baez, he could turn a corner and be one of the, uh, legitimately a dominant player in the league. One one thing, sorry, he's never done it though, so I'm not yeah. expecting it. I don't think it's good uh, that you know his on base percentage is just not a good thing. But if he can improve. And suddenly, miraculously, improve that part of his game. He would be elite. He'd mm-hmm. be he'd be incredible. One thing you said there that that I think is important is you said the fans will get behind a guy like this. Now, one thing with the Tigers fans, and I mean for for us in a lot of ways, we were mentally prepared to get a Carlos Correa. That's what we were mentally prepared for. Right now, does he have a shorter leash because he's not Carlos Correa? Like that's a little concerning too, and if yeah. and like you you get those type of fans too that I didn't want you to begin with, I'm done with you already. And if that's what the fans do, and they start building upon it, let's say he has a 
terrible start, and it gets rough because it's he's getting paid decent amount of money. Yeah. Not anything crazy, but right. it's decent amount of money. Like I could see it kind of going the opposite, and that's concerning. I think, and it has to be a good start for this guy, otherwise it could go downhill fairly quickly. I think. Yeah. Um. Now, not saying you can't bounce back from it and all that stuff, but you have that group of fans that didn't want him, that wanted Correa, and want to be right. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you yep. get that fan that wants to be right, like I am with Stafford, I think that's what's important to me is I don't care anything. I just want Stafford to do good so I can say I was right. Yeah. And you like everybody kind of has that in, to an extent. So I hope, I hope, and I understand 100% where you're coming from. My hope with Javi Baez is that people understand the purpose of this, this hire. <laughs> you know, going out the and getting signing. him, yeah. the signing out of all the shortstops available, they addressed a need with it. But then they also grabbed, and, and again, if you look at the advanced metrics, he's the worst out of yeah. all of the shortstops available at this time. He's the worst advanced metrics-wise, very clearly the worst out of all the shortstops that were available. Yep. But he's also in the middle of his prime or entering his prime, or you could say maybe in the middle of it, but I still think he could grow where he's at. He's only 29. Yep. Um, He's gotten worse the last couple of years, but he also went to the Mets. Like nobody hits yeah. well at you know with the Mets. Yep. So it's a little bit different there. But I also think what's important is Detroit did not make him the centerpiece of their franchise, and you have to keep that as a fan. You have to keep that in perspective. Think about what Al Vila just told his fans. He said, "Look, we're upgrading, we're investing in the team, but we're not selling out for one player and making them the franchise part of this team." Yep. I guarantee you that this opens up more opportunity for them to 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 invest money in Torkelson, into Green, into Casey Mize, into into Tarek Skubal, and the the real building blocks of this franchise over the next fifteen years. Because you're paying like let's we'll see what Correa gets, but like let's say he does get thirty five, forty million that people are are kind of projecting. Time will tell now that he signed not going to sign till after the new CBA and all that stuff, but. He could handcuff you when it comes time to exactly. sign Casey Myers, like you were just talking about. All that money has to go somewhere. And Can't sign them all at that g- point. If you're waste, like let's just say you're wasting money on a Carlos Curry. I'm just gonna say wasting for the for lack of a argument or sake of an argument. And you can't. And now you're suddenly you're gonna let Casey Myers walk. <laughs> good luck, fans. Yeah. Like good luck, Alavilo, making that decision. Yeah. Good luck when and you're on year you eight have, of the contract, and now we're looking at Cabrera right now with this contract that people are mad about. Yep. At the time, it was the best thing yeah. since sliced bread. Yep. But now they're mad at it yep. a- about it. So we did not get ourselves in that situation, and I think that is the the clearest picture of what Avila really believes uh, about this team. Yeah. Is long t- and Hinch too. Long term, they did not want to handcuff themselves. They wanted more opportunities to go sign more players and get other free agents and help with the pitching staff, but also be able to invest in their young talent when they need to. Yep, and I I think a a key point to this is the two-year opt-out. And what that's telling you is if Javi Baez lives up to his deal uh, the first two years, he will opt out and get paid even more. Yep. And then you can move on again. But if you don't, if say say it's average and he's like, no, I'm just going to stick on to this money, which – I'm sorry, but I, I don't think he will because there's a lot of money to be spent out there. Yeah. He, who knows if 25 t- for the next four years it will be enough. He'd rather get paid when he's 32 rather than 38 or yeah, 36. Yeah, look at Marcus Simeon. Exactly. Right? I mean, 32 yeah. is not old in baseball right now. Exactly. So it, that's something to keep an eye on and for both parties, I think, because if the Tigers don't like him, they'll make his life miserable and he'll opt out because of that. Yep. And if he doesn't like it in Detroit, he'll opt out and – you wash your hands and go, and hopefully Kreider or whatever that shortstop is, or 
it's probably gonna be somebody else by then. It was the most. It was <laughs> the know? most non-committal signing that they could have done. Yep. But they still addressed the need immediately. So in the but, end, that that might be somebody's biggest argument for how bad of a signing this was and I've heard it I've heard it on the radio yeah the people are saying this is the reason why it's such a bad thing because they didn't commit they didn't go all in and I'm looking at it saying great like finally like we're not we're not expensing the entire franchise over the next 10 years investing in one player and the health of one guy we're we're able to spread ourselves across the young talent that we have invest in other players build a build a starting pitching staff like we need to develop our whole entire roster and not just invest in one player at his best is he a top 8 shortstop in the game yeah at his best absolutely that's perfect easily yes you don't win with a the top shortstop in the league you don't you win with a baseball team. You I'm win with depth. You, and if go he look at the like Angels. The Angels. Angels have invested massive contracts in the best players in baseball, and they've they haven't won in forever. Yeah, that's a great yep. point. They got Mike Trout. The Dodgers have only won one. They got and they've been spending for five years. They've got Mike Trout in the in the current MVP with Otani. They've yeah. got they've got like talent up the wazoo in the past. We, they signed a massive contract to Pujols. Guess what? They haven't won since they did that. Look, is it is the job done? In my opinion, no. no. But what you did is you left space here to go spend a little more. Exactly. If, they, if their cap, like after they signed uh, Rodriguez, if their cap was, all right, we can spend about 45 to $50 million more, which I, I sure hope you do because I think the Tigers, they're in a big enough market. They have great enough support that if they're – they should be a top five to seven payroll team year in and year out, in my opinion. And they're Unless they're there. rebuilding. And they're getting, getting there. there, but I want to see it. Yeah. And now I'm, I just sit here and say, all right, what's next? That's my question is, all right, how do you upgrade another position? And it doesn't have to be a splash. I don't think that – I think that's the key is it doesn't always have to be a splash, but what it is is build. And you have an opportunity to bring in another arm that lengthens the the starting rotation, makes it deeper, and and take a little pressure off these young guys along with Rodriguez and just make your team better. It's the best part about the contract. In multiple ways. So – Depending Look, depending on what kind of fan you are and your perspective of this, it's either the best part of the of the contract or the worst part team, of the contract. Teams that go all in right away are the ones that don't they don't they never succeed. Yeah, because that's that, that they just they they open the window, they get it going, and before it gets all the way to the top, like nope, let's right. start closing it now. And yet, and yet, it's when like, the Pistons go all in and they're the eighth seed in the playoffs every year, and people give them crap and they say this is the worst part of, about sports is barely making the playoffs. Guess what? That's what you would turn this franchise into if you're investing way too much in one player that doesn't mean anything. And and don't forget, not that this has a whole lot to do with this team, but the Illiches may have another team they may be investing in later this year. That's a great point. There you go. And, I mean, I don't know. Just I want the the Illiches to spend, and I think this is a step in the right direction without going all in on one player. It is time to introduce our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner, Sisley Arnold's Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Sisley Arnold's Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They obviously have a great selection of craft beer. They also 
also have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. Siciliano's Market also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the State of My Sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. Have you guys noticed that since we removed on the live stream the, the comment box, we get way less comments? Do you think that we should bring that back? Because I think people just like seeing their name on the, on yeah, the I don't screen. Know. Nobody else, nobody comments really. Anymore. Isn't there a comment up there? There is a comment from Carrie, and it says, "And Max is hockey." What about the comment above that? That was my comment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you want me to comment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you comment for me? I'll comment. Don't worry about it. We, I got you. <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. This is brutal. But anyways, what are you guys drinking tonight? Ryan, you want to start us off on what you're drinking? <clears throat> yeah, I was about to comment, but I, I guess I'll go into this. Um, from Upper Hand Brewery. Brewery? Booby. <laughs> Brewery. <laughs> Is that what it said? Uh, I'm, I am drinking uh, Light. Is that the name of the beer? Light. Light. Pre- Light. Premier Lager. Um, it, it's cool. It's got like, um, um, what would you call it? The, the uh, Longitude and Latitude. On there, probably the location of Upper Hand in the in the uh, Upper Peninsula. In, in the Upper Hand. In the in the Upper area. Um, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find some information on this, but I can't really find anything. It's a blue can, 4.2%. It's a blue can. That's a it's great It's got a great, shel- shelf life of six months. Good to know. Good to know. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for that, Ryan. I'll do better <laughs> later. <laughs> Mike, what are you drinking? All right. Tonight I'm drinking from Brewery Vivant, their Grand Lager. Excuse me. Yes, beer continue. that is beer. It says uh, 4.5%. It's a lager for everyone to be enjoyed by those looking for simple goodness and quality. And it's coming out of Beer City, baby. Beer City, Michigan. What am I drinking, guys? Did we got a comment up there. Uh, Lake so Brother? it's National Cotton Candy Day. Oh, oh we need it. Really? Smokes. We need love it. Candy, What's up, uh, Lucas Silva? Thanks for commenting, buddy. Let us know what you're drinking tonight. Uh, but Carrie commented. She said it's National Cotton Candy Day, so she got cotton candy haze from Big Lake Brewing. Hey, that's perfect. just brilliant. I didn't know Atta it was girl. National Cotton Candy Day. I did not know that. But what I did know, I've literally never looked up a national day. I don't get how people do that every day. I do it a lot because of, I've been looking for topics. But oh, nice. December 10th is National Lager Day, so that's what we're doing. Is we're all drinking lagers. That's why I did that. Hey, uh, perfect lager. Oh, it's Lager. Oh, yeah. my bad. Um, anyways, I thought it was Lager. <laughs> December tenth may not only be, may not only. D- oh my gosh, I'm not even gonna try you got to read. It. I'm you not gonna it. read right now. Anyways, I'm just gonna tell you guys what I'm drinking. I'll I'll explain Smart. this later. Smart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking. So this is the first time we've drank a beer. Drinking a beer. Yeah, um, drank a beer it. from Lake Brothers, uh, Beer Co., Smart. which is in Detroit, <laughs> Michigan. You just spit that back. Spit it back. No, I didn't. He was close. Where they just said honest beer. It's an honest beer. Like I like the the classic look of these cans. I'm not gonna lie. The gold on there. Yeah, I think they're trying to do a throwback here. Um, It's a midwestern malted barley, cluster in Liberty hops in the purest of Great Lakes water. Nice. What's the throwback to? I linger 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 or whatever it is. Oh, you're trying to say Yingling. Yinglings? What, what was the what was the guy who uh, I don't know? We took a tour while we were in um, uh, Fort Lauderdale, and the the guy who run the tour was like, "Oh, there's that guy." It was a beer. Couple oh, of... I don't remember that. Oh, you he don't said remember something that? about beer. Yeah, yeah. What was I, it? I don't know. I, I'll shoot. I'll, we'll it'll it'll later. click later, and yeah. I'm just 
You guys jumping. were really in tune down there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. we were <laughs> we were ready to go. <laughs> we were drinking some Arvons then. Ooh, for a bunch sure. of Arvons. Yeah, we were drinking some sours that were yeah, really, that was great. Really good. Shout out to Arvon. But yeah, so far this is a really good lager. I mean, it's exactly what it's supposed to be when you're talking lagers. So uh, yeah, keep cool. going. Drinking craft beer, having fun. And talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. So we do have some comments coming in. Um, what What is this going on here? Give hug for Brazil. Is that what that says? I can't read it, sorry. Give hug for Brazil? From Brazil? Brazil. Oh, big, oh, man, he's listening from Brazil? Oh, nice. Cheers, Brazil. Yes. Oh, no, sorry, I think that's what he's drinking. (laughs) Is he he in Brazil? Can we we get a handle on this? We need to know. All right. We we got to figure this out. Let's just restart. Restart. Okay. (laughs) Cheers to Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. We're not going to restart. No, but uh, he said, do you think Vasco has the ability to beat Michigan? Vasco. Does he mean Georgia? Is that, <laughs> is that soccer? Then yes. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Lucas, buddy. I'm sorry. Thanks for commenting. Really appreciate it. Uh, fill us in on what you're talking about. That if you could, that'd, that'd be great. How do I find comments? I can't even see other people's well, comments. Oh, that's, oh that's, a, that's, that's on YouTube. Yeah, that's coming on God YouTube. That's coming right. on YouTube. So what I'm going to do is just kind of move on. Yeah, let's do it. Um, talk about the Michigan Wolverines who rolled to their first Big Ten title since 2004 by dominating Go number blue. 13, Iowa, 42-3 to on Saturday night. The Wolverines made some big plays early. Quorum's 67-yard touchdown run in the Edwards double pass to Roman Wilson for the 75-yard touchdown. Uh, they played strong defense and Fire. put them away, uh, yeah. scoring 21 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Cade went 16-24 for 169 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Corum finished with 74 yards, uh, which led the team. But Haskins also had 56 yards on 17 carries with the two touchdowns as well. The defense held Iowa to 104 rushing yards, 175 passing yards for a total of 279 offensive yards. Outside of the score, uh, the numbers were pretty even. Nothing really stood out. Um, but Michigan just they wore down another, you know, Big, strong, talented-ish team. Man, they do that a lot. And it, it is insane that they keep doing it. And I think it's all about the fronts, man. It really is. It, no, it, it's insane. The lines, the lines are just dominating. It, and they're doing it against high-quality opponents. Look, I'm not saying Iowa is some crazy elite team, but they were one of the. They got up to number two this year. They're a ten-win team, man. And they were Don't they were short. where they were yeah. for a reason. Um, and who's the other team on the other side of the Big Ten that would have would have competed with Wisconsin. Iowa? There you go, and they did the same thing to Wisconsin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the final score was only four, was forty two to three. Uh, you think it's all about the offense and putting up a ton of points, uh, but this game was really. I mean, it was fourteen to three at half. Still close. Still anybody's game could have been even closer than that. And the defense stood strong once again by bending and not breaking. I thought that was very important. They did that early on after the missed field goal by Iowa, and I think it was their first drive. Um, they held them on fourth down. I think it was the second drive after they were up fourteen nothing. It was just the defense was. You can't say enough about this defense, yeah. and and the way that they're playing as a unit, and they're making it so difficult for everybody. Yeah, we knew heading into this game, Iowa's offense wasn't going to compete with Michigan's defense, but they just did the same type of stuff to Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State scored what twenty eight point twenty four points. Something like yes. that. So they yep. scored a decent amount of points, but every single drive 
was so difficult for Ohio State. They, they, they earned were, every touchdown. There you look was at those, fourth downs. Nuts. There were crazy third and 19s Crazy catches. It was absolutely insane. And they made Perfect it so defense. difficult. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it's so impressive what they're doing. And the bend and not break, I, I mean, we gave State a ton of credit for that early on. That's exactly what's working right now for, for Michigan. Well, right now I think, like, how do you attack this Michigan defense? And that's the thing. If you look from the other side – you have no time to have plays develop, and and this was the case with Ohio State. They could not beat the safeties over the top because Michigan was playing two safeties deep. They couldn't do it. They couldn't let the time of the play develop long enough uh, before Michigan's defensive ends were on on top of them. You mm-hmm. know, Hutchinson and Ajabo were all over C.J. Stroud if they left any time at all. So what did they do? They moved to the mid range game and the un- underneath game, yep. and then your athletes like. Um, their linebackers, like I'm trying to think of Ross, Ross. Uh, but then what's Ross, the Junior Colson? Freaking Coulson, Junior yeah. Colson yep. has made such a difference to this team. The speed that he brings and his play recognition, he is able to be the best version of a of an aggressive linebacker that he's that he can be because he knows there's a time limit. He's got an internal clock. These linebackers are so aggressive because they know that the quarterback's going to make a decision one way or another very quickly, which means they can also bite down on the run, and these defensive tackles are so underrated in this defense because they're stopping the run. Mm-hmm. I, I think possibly the most underrated area of this team is the secondary. secondary. I, I, it's every phase of the, their yep. defense is so underrated right now. Their 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 pass rushers get so much attention, but rightfully so. And rightfully so, it's the best part of their defense. But collectively, they are hitting on all cylinders. Yep, the secondary is it. It becomes so locked down that it it, it allows Ajabo and Hutchinson to get into the backfield and cause havoc. Well, and it's so that's, fun to see. That's the beautiful thing. It's so about fun this to defense. see because uh, you know DJ Turner was stride for stride with these Ohio State yeah. wide receivers from a, a couple weeks ago. Yep. Like he they he was matching them, and we know and we know how good um, number four. I always forget his name. Vincent Gray. Vincent Gray. Yeah. We know how athletic Vincent Gray is. He has played so great all season long, and, and that just completely erases the disaster of last year for him because before that he was money. Then last year he was absolutely terrible, one of the worst cornerbacks in, fo- in in college football. And then this year he's locked down again and can run and is as athletic as anybody out there. And so it's just fun to see because these guys do not get beat. They don't get beat over the top. They're aggressive early. They lock up the, the wide receivers on the line. Uh, and then their safeties have, you know, we got a, a freshman safety in, in um, Moore. Right and Rod Moore, yeah, Rod who's Moore. just crushing it right now. You mm-hmm. get you get your best player in the in the secondary with Dax Hill just running around and taking away the underneath routes and playing a crazy safety and coming up and making good tackles in but the backfield. Big credit to Mike McDonald too because when I was backup QB came in, they were moving the football right down the field. Yeah, they they were they were in red zone action. And this defense adjusted to what they were doing and shut them down. What my what McDonald does with his adjustments is, is so evident when you sit and watch every like you sit and watch every play and every every drive. And it's like there's a drive that, wow, all right, they're getting exposed, they're making it look easy. Same play. They're throwing everything at at them and like it, and it's working. And all of a sudden, the next drive they try and like similar thing and it's like nope, that shut down. They you do just showed us, different. yeah, we adjusted and boom, bang, biscuit. It's 
it's done. And, like, that, and that was it, it Iowa. Shuts these guys yep. down. Their yeah, entire exactly. offense was that was that uh, the the naked bootleg. The bootleg. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then the the one crossing or two crossing routes stacked on each other going yeah. across the other side. It, and it, and Michigan reacted. They yeah. threw the linebacker that crashed early, and then their their other guys dropped back into coverage and ran with them it, across the it's field. It's insane because like you you see. So what do you get? A touchback. You're at the 25 now, right? Or is it the 20 in, in college? I don't remember. But let's just say it's a 25 where the drive starts and they move to like the 40 so quick and you're like, oh boy, this is moving, this is moving. Right. And then, boom, they shut it down. All of a sudden, second and eight, third and eight, yep. turnover, yep. punt. And it's all and it happens so quick. It's like this is gonna be a really long drive to. Oh, that just drive that drive just ended. And then Aiden's like yeah. fist pumping <laughs> yeah, in the air, showing the fourth down. <laughs> yeah, that's the like one, the most common. What's with the one eye black for for that's I just, the thing. That's, Dude, that's, right, sorry, that's like that's the image of the year. Like yeah. with this season, in my head, the, the thing that stands out the most is Aiden Hutchins doing his fourth down <laughs> yeah. symbol as he's running out the field. It's like they have done that over and over and over again. It's, it's been fun. It, it yep. has been really fun. The defense, I think, leads this team. But let's talk a little about the offense, too, because you got you gotta can't score 42 points and not talk about the offense. Uh, Cade, 16-24, uh, 169 yards and a touchdown interception. Second game with an interception and crucial moment. And uh, I think the Ohio State one was a little more crucial because it was the second drive. You could have got a big 14-point lead and it, it changed that game. It felt like, as a Michigan fan, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, that was your chance, and it's gone. It felt like it was a cru- – I don't remember the interception off the top of my head, but it felt like it was in a crucial moment. I have a, I have a story about this. Actually, yeah, it was a it. really important interception at the time because it could have been uh, – uh, it was pretty early on in the game again. It could have swayed the momentum over to Iowa. If I, if I remember correctly, though, that was the one that all had in his hands and kind of threw behind him, right? Yeah, Or, or am I getting of. Lions yes. game confused? Okay, so – It was behind all. Here's my story. Okay. I was I stopped at a gas station – I was driving at the time. I was watching the whole game, and then my wife was too tired to drive, so I I jumped in, and I started watching, and I wasn't driving yet, and I was just watching. I'm like, hold on a second, and he threw the ball, and it froze on my phone. Oh, no. And I'm just watching, and I'm like, Oh no! And I'm, I'm it's literally <laughs> just frozen for like two minutes, and I'm breaking the the play down in my head, and all I could see is that referee is in his way. He's in the middle, and I hope he doesn't get freaked out by that and throw behind all. And then I'm thinking, oh, no, then he's going to launch it up in the air, and it's going to get picked. <laughs> and I'm, like, seeing this whole thing in my head. Just by, it, like, a freeze, like a just, frozen It was frozen, yeah. yeah. And then and then later, like, I had to, like, restart the app and everything, and I played it, and I then, like, uh-huh. probably, I don't know, probably, like, 35 minutes later, I found out that there was a pick, and I'm like, I wonder if it was that play. And I looked it back, and it was the same play. And then the only difference in my head was he flipped it way up in the air yeah. instead of like you know basically handing it. Yeah, to him. yeah. So it wasn't like a terrible throw, but it was a crucial moment. Yeah, I think the I think that the referee been, I think the referee was kind of in his I'd have, line. I'd have to rewatch that. Yeah, I, I hoped I was hoping to rewatch this game, uh, and I I got busy last night. Doing well, they crushed him. So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I really I I'll probably gonna rewatch it. No, I think I think how many um, times did I rewatch the Ohio State game on vacation? Probably three. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I think I did. Yeah. So, but it, Big really Ten though, 60, man, it's my yes. It's another. Now. It's another red flag. It's another. It's another thing that Cade made a mistake. Yep. But the team collectively, they they are behind this guy. They are. Yep. He is a leader of this team. They know it. They love him. They they're all in. They know that in crucial. 
crucial situations, he's not going to let him down. He's he hasn't done that all year. Yeah. So I think and he made that's great the throws best part. moving forward. Yeah. He, so so you know you know early on in the game he's going to move past it and the yep. team moves moves past it. Yep. Um, Corum he had that big sixty-seven yard touchdown run that was awesome. Um, I actually thought he went out of bounds. So I was like, I was I was at so my Christmas party and I was like watching on my phone and then my my the owner of the company was talking and, and I was like yes and then like Sam and I was like. Yeah, so I like kind of turned around like because I thought he went out of bounds. It was like, oh yeah, big play. Just turn oh, around, really. And I just I faced him for a long time, and then I like <laughs> turned back like, how'd they score? What happened? And Rob's like, the the run you saw it, and I'm like, I guess I missed it. So like, I love the way he runs. One thing about that run though was JJ. Did you see? Oh my god! <laughs> Get out of here, dude! I know, look, we're going Michigan slappy here, but rightfully so. They, Ooh, they won a cares. Big Ten championship, so now if you're the a time. state fan, like, <laughs> but dude, the way JJ like before <laughs> he, this has been the he outran Corum when Corum's basically at full speed, and then he kind of like came back and took out two guys. That's yeah, what like sprung him. It was crazy. <laughs> Gosh, that was so that was, cool. That what was a, so good. That to was see. a huge run. That was awesome. The. Uh, Haskins, I'm about to get through some stats and we'll talk about some other stuff. No, you got to um, go Donovan Edwards. The Donovan the Edwards pass? Talk about that. All right. That was the awesome. Donovan Edwards double pass. The, the, so freaking The thing sweet. that I loved about it is. Hit him in stride. You, well, not only that. But I thought he, he overthrew him. It was but, perfect. But he sold it. It looked like he was about to get that edge. And he yeah. stopped pretty <laughs> darn close to that sideline and then dropped that bomb. And he took a hit. He took a hit, dude. I don't know how that hit. wasn't roughing the because he, he's technically a passer there because it was went a backwards pass up to his helmet. Yeah, that should have been I, that wasn't even talked about. I know, at least I from thought. from what I saw or heard. What, what I love though is Donovan Edwards has become such a weapon in this yep. offense, and he doesn't need. And same thing with JJ. We have seen now with Michigan. Think about where they're at. Blake Corum and JJ, the pairing that they have at this point, they never know what's going to happen. They don't know if JJ is going to throw it deep. They don't know if JJ is yep. going to run it or Corum goes it for a touchdown. Yep. And now you've got the extra wrinkle where Donovan Edwards can go ten catches for 180 yards and a couple of touchdowns, or he can throw the ball over your head, or he can run six yards up your up your gut. <laughs> up like, your what? Up, <laughs> up your butt. Up your gut. <laughs> Oh, uh, Haskins! Did I just it. love it. It's another wrinkle. Like it the is. other team no, has to prepare for this now. I think Edwards and JJ are such a massive part to this offense. I agree. And it's not like you have to give them all the. And I mean, look, JJ. What was he? One for three at interception, or and it wasn't like six yards passing. But when he comes in that game, it's a difference. And I'm not saying give the ball to him, like make him our one. I'm not going to be one of those Michigan fans right now. I was that too long in this year, and I've been proven completely Again, they wrong missed their on shot. what Cade is. They missed their shot to change quarterbacks. Yeah. And I'm okay this with is it our now. team. Yep, and, and it's their yeah. team. Cade is their their guy. Yes, and this um, is our team as a Michigan fan. Yep. This is this is what it looks like. This is who it is. This but is it a is Big still, Ten champion. This is an Ohio State But there's still team. a wrinkle. And they're yeah, yeah. exactly and he's still involved. Um and, and that that's awesome. Uh one thing that I I actually heard this stat this week and it blew my mind. You know how we talked about for, for how long that Michigan State big playability, big playability was just off the charts early on, right? And it kind of continued. Michigan is leads the country in fifty yards or more from scrimmage plays. Wow. Seriously. Seriously. The country. They were wow, they went into really? this game with the uh, the lead over in Power Five, but then they passed like a, a whatever you call it, the non Power Five team. That is incredible. FBS team. Yeah, it blew my mind that, that is they crazy. 
had that. Like it I, does it doesn't make sense because this team can get so stagnant on offense, but like then you really think about it, it's like, no, it's because he's runs. Cade, runs. Cade hasn't had a big game since Michigan State. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it? It's, I mean, really. Yeah. It's just insane that. No, you're right. That's crazy. It's not a. It doesn't seem like an explosive offense. Yeah. yeah. And you, but it is. You know what the best feeling can't. is? Is that they are starting to play the best ball right now at this yep. point in the season. Ever since that Michigan State game, this team's looked dialed. Look, I mean, it wasn't easy against Indiana. It wasn't easy against Penn State. But they have taken a massive step, and that's one thing that I wanted to to note here is is the way that the finishing drives is absolutely impressive. So going going back to the Michigan State game, they had four field goals. Indiana three field goals. They had one against Maryland, but in the Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa game, zero field goals. They're finishing drives week in and week out, and that is such a big deal. And I know Trav's just loving me these words coming out of my mouth because we've talked about this for years. Mostly with Stafford stuff, like you gotta finish drives, you gotta get touchdowns, you can't get field goals and Yeah, but if we left it up to him, you know <laughs> we wouldn't have a head coach right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. Uh but no, it's just like that that's been a big difference for this team is, is their finishing drives. And I think the Edwards wrinkle it has a lot to do. The JJ wrinkle. I agree. All of that yep. is a massive part. Not saying Cade can't do it, not saying Quorum can't and Haskins, but like it's making people think. And you're preparing for Two quarterbacks and what they can do. You're preparing for three running backs and what they can do, and then two, wide receivers are very underrated. Two tight too. ends. Two, thank yeah, you. Yeah. So two that was tight a, that Schoonmaker was, has been awesome. Yeah. So the tight ends actually led the team in yards combined. Was um, 92 yards total out of four catches. Um, all had 43 yards with two catches and a touchdown. Shoemaker 49 yards, two catches and, and no touchdown. But and, the and tight ends have Roman been Roman Wilson huge is still out game. there. Yep. Cornelius Johnson is still out there. Yep. Mike Sainer still, I don't know where he's been. Andrew Anthony. Andrew Anthony. They still have a lot of weapons out there that they can use. I they, hope they do. They but are. They absolutely. But, but we talked about this very early on in the year. They were so predictable. We knew what they were going to do. First, second down run, third down pass. Or they were gonna they were gonna like you know um, um, AJ Hennig comes in and they were gonna do the reverse. They're still doing reverses, but they're it's less predictable. It's less predictable when he's on the field. They use it to their advantage. They because AJ Hennig he had a twenty nine yard twenty nine yard run. Yeah, I think, I think right? he averages like a twenty yards per carry <laughs> or something. Insane. He's nuts. Uh, this offense is so dynamic, and they barely throw the ball down the field. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. They, they, nobody knows what they're going to do, and that's the that's the so best compliment I can give to Josh Gaddis. Yeah, who just won, just won. Yeah, what was coordinator what did he win? of the year? Yep. Did he really? Yes. Yep. That, which I almost think deserves, should have gone to uh, um, defensive coach <laughs> Mike McDonald. Yeah, I think Mike McDonald could have won that. Well, so he was, was probably listed. He was coordinator yeah. of the year, not just Correct. offensive coordinator. Of the coordinator year. of the year. Wow. Josh yep. Gaddis won that. Please don't go for another job. Please don't leave for a head coaching job. Please well, what I think what I think this does though is, you know, like again, we don't if you're the other team, how are you preparing? You're obviously Haskins has to be your biggest focus. You have to shut down Haskins and good luck because this offensive line has dominated every defensive line they've gone against. And I get that Georgia has some amazing guys, amazing players on the defensive line, but I think Michigan's not backing down. I think they're up for the challenge, and you know our best against your best. Let's see who wins. 
Yeah. So that's the Michigan. That's true Michigan football, yeah. and I'm pumped to see it. But not only that, we're not just relying on that. Look at look at how we scored our first two touchdowns. Haskins didn't dominate this game. Yeah. Haskins it was not the reason why we won this game early on. Our defense limited them to three points, and that they had the creative ability on offense to make something happen against a good, a really good Ohio, uh, uh, Iowa defense. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's very impressive. So what we're seeing now is Michigan going to the playoff. And I, I did want to talk a little bit about the rankings and um, the Heisman kind of finalists. Is that we're kind of done talking about that yeah, that game as a let's whole? Let's do it. Let's talk about where Michigan landed. So with everything that every, after everything shook out um, after Oklahoma State lost the way they did, it was pretty much writing on the wall that it was going to be um, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, and Cincinnati to an extent. Would Alabama, the way that they dominated Georgia, jump Michigan? I think was the biggest question. No, they did. So the the final four that we're looking at is Alabama against Cincinnati, and then Michigan. Number two against number three, Georgia. Um, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I think as soon as that Georgia-Alabama game happened, it was like, look, they're not going to have a rematch. And that's what it was about. It yep, was absolutely. where are you going to put Cincinnati and where are you going to put Georgia? They weren't going to move Georgia to four. All right, so then Michigan's two, Georgia's three. Right. It was pretty obvious. And, and look, one Two, three, four does not matter to me at this point. No. It really doesn't. They have the, I, they have their chance. Look, do I think Michigan has proven more than Alabama? Yeah, I do. And yeah, because I sit and watch all of their games, um, but I think that they've – yeah, that's just my opinion. I, no, you know what? I agree. I think Michigan deserves to be number one this year. With the resume, the way it shook out, Agreed. with the way that they dominated some really good teams, yeah. even like Wisconsin, that turns into a really good win for them. Um, I think Michigan actually earned the number one overall going into this playoff, but it doesn't matter because they yeah. still would have been playing Georgia. Yep. Georgia would have been four at that point, and Cincinnati would have been three, and Alabama would have been two, and they would have matched them up according to the matchups that they needed because they, they could not do the rematch. Yep, they wanted. It's the matchup that they wanted. Yes. And, so um, either way, it doesn't, the, it doesn't matter. Exactly. We just need to win. Yep, yep. exactly. That That's the way I look at it. I'm not going to lose any sleepover. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to put a number one seat under my pillow and it turn into, a, you know, a million dollars overnight. Like, it's not like a tooth fairy type right. deal. It's right. like, it means uh, absolutely nothing. Do you think we would have a better chance against Cincinnati to win that game? Not, not necessarily. So I, right. I look at this a little different here. Look, I'd be silly to say that it would be easier to beat Georgia than Cincinnati. That, I, I think... Nobody would say that, in, in I don't think in the right mind. Um, but one thing that I like that we're not playing Cincinnati is that extra pressure of you should beat this this correct non power five yep. school. Yep. This is your opportunity to wipe the floor of them, and this is your ticket in. And yeah. that extra pressure is not something that would sit well with me. It would make me a little more nervous. Where we're gonna go into this game against Georgia? What are we? An eight point underdog? We're the uh, it, we're. It's, we're Flexing. We're the underdog here. We're not expected to win. We're not expected to compete. That's a big spread in college football. You, you can't tell me that you're going to take the top, the second best NFL team and the third best NFL team and say that it's an eight point spread. That doesn't happen. That's yeah. what they're telling you here. And Michigan can now play the backs against the wall, underdog. The are you same, kidding me? The, the same, same role they've they've played all year long. Yeah, well, ever since the Michigan State game. No, I'm talking all year. This is an yeah, I, unranked yeah, team. That's unranked fair. That's team a really good point. Going into the year, the yeah. first time in college football playoff history that an unranked team has, has made the playoff. 
they have been against, and, and you hear it in Aiden Hutchinson every single time he talks about it. He said, nobody outside of these walls believed in us. Yeah. And that's true. And people cannot, again, we didn't predict this. We did not predict this, and we're slappies. So if we're not predicting this, and and even if we predicted a three-loss season, people still would have would have uh, accused us of being slappies. Yeah. This team has succeeded and overcome so much according to what people expected them to do. So I, I agree with you. I think put them in the underdog role, let that motivate them, do the same thing they've done all year. And one thing that you, you got to understand is even the most talented teams, so like, like look what Alabama did to Georgia. And what did, what did Nick Saban come out and say? All this rat poison you guys have been feeding us. You guys have counted us out. We got to play the underdog role. We took that and we ran with it. When you can play the underdog and be just as talented, or if not more talented, boom. See ya. That is deadly. Very, very deadly. Where you're going against a really good Georgia team. Very, yeah, what, very good Georgia team. What was possibly what? overrated Georgia team? Right? And a lot of, like I'm not their defense saying, is their defense is sick. Legit. It is. But they also just got exposed for the first time. They played the be- the best team that they played. They got absolutely embarrassed. And they haven't faced a defense like Michigan. They haven't. That's another really good point. Um, not even, not even close. So like that, defense, that's where it's sorry. Like, go ahead. Fine. No, you're good. Go. No, their their defense may be legit. Guess whose defense is better? Yeah. Well, one and two. They're the yeah. two. Be- they're the two best defenses I'm in college ju- football. I'm just saying. And we're playing a lot better offenses than they did all oh, season. Oh long. yeah, and and, and they, their weapons, their wide wide receivers, do not compare to what that what uh, Michigan faced in Ohio State. Not, they, I, they don't even quarterback compare. is not even close. Their They're talking about maybe starting close. another one. They're they're running They're backs. We Daniels. We faced <laughs> running backs. Like, yeah. have we faced an offensive line like this? Probably. Yeah, maybe Ohio, Ohio State, State. Yeah. maybe Ohio State, and we were still able to get there. But but I, I'll tell you one thing: they haven't seen a defensive line like this. Look, yep. Listen, that line, not the offensive line, the betting line. Okay, yeah. Against Ohio State, what was it? Eight. It was eight. Yep. Closed at eight. Yep. Okay. Well, I don't know if it, I don't know what it closed at, but that's where I, it was I think at. It, all I think week. closed at seven. It was eight. Nonetheless, right now the line against Georgia is minus nine. Minus nine. So okay. it's going in the other direction. It's going in the other direction. You, but don't tell me this team is going to look at that and go, oh, the big scary boogeyman. Yeah. You know, this is not the way it's working right now. I, I want to acknowledge how good of a team Georgia is. I don't yeah, think don't they're overrated. They're I don't oh. think they're overrated. We're talking about college football playoff. We're the best four no teams. Doubt. All of them are legit teams. They're, they they have very few holes. This is so exciting. Like I'm just I'm so pumped for this just because this is something that we – Hope this is the position we all wanted to be in. <laughs> Guess what? We're here. <laughs> the game's here. Yeah. We're in it. And we it, didn't think it would happen this year. We thought maybe two years ago. Yeah. And, and I love what Sam said because thanks, man. I I think the team Me is too. really resonating with that underdog mentality. They are riding that wave. Yep. They are chewing it up. They are just absolutely just loving what that's all about. But it's not just cliche. No, it's you know not. you you can see like Alabama used it. It's like come on, you get the best recruits out of everybody for years Every and years. Year. So don't give me the underdog. But Michigan kind of has that same like they can play that underdog and actually believe in it. But they still have a crap ton of talent and a crap ton of leaders and guys that um, want this very very badly. No. I hate the want it more argument. I hate when people say that because I don't think there's one person that wants it more in one locker room than another. I've, I've never been that guy. Yeah. I've gone into every game. Like they want to win just as bad as I do. And like, 
I'm never gonna say we wanted it more. Like you know, that's, I think that's I, one of the things I've always hated. You personally. know what I love about Michigan, though, I I really do. I love that Cade McNamara doesn't know what it feels like to really lose a lot. That's a great point. Like last year, did they lose? Yeah, but he wasn't really responsible for that. He got hurt, oh, yeah. and, and and since he's been the, his the full-time first starter, his first loss as a starter and only loss as a starter is Michigan, Michigan State. State. Exactly. He doesn't really. He knows success. Yeah. He he he's learned to play college football with success around him. And and you could say that across the board with so many Junior Colson, same thing. Yeah. You know, uh, and then the other guys who knew defeat, Aiden Hutchinson, he freaking defeated it. He worked yeah. through yeah. it. And he's going to breed success around exactly. him. Exactly. And Ross, same thing. He's worked through injuries. He's worked through the the losing his job to some other starter. Yeah. He's earned this. You know. And then so you could say the same thing. Nikai Hill Green uh, lost his job to Junior Colson. Exactly. And Junior Colson doesn't know what it means to lose. Right. He's got a lot of confidence. And these quarterbacks, DJ Turner, he he doesn't get beat. He he's has so he has confidence. I like him a lot. I'm just saying he has confidence. Like he plays thinking that he's going to win the matchup. Yeah. And, and that's the way Michigan's played all year. I don't think that attitude's going to change against Georgia. I don't think they're going to feel like they're overmatched. Um, and, that, and that's and that's game. why it's going to make it such a good game because Georgia's going to have the same mentality. Yep. I guarantee you, Georgia's not afraid of Michigan. Nope. Not one. Bit. They are gonna. They're gonna go in there thinking they're the bulldogs, and they're gonna be growling at the line of scrimmage. And they're gonna like I remember East Grand Rapids did back with me, and I was like, uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> we're in trouble. Hi, Grady. And they're gonna do that exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and and they're gonna do that. And but I don't think Michigan's gonna back down. This is gonna be a man. I'm pumped. Yeah. And then I mean, it's gonna be fun. And if Michigan's gonna win this whole thing, which I'm not gonna let myself think about it, you're gonna do it huh. beating two. SEC teams, Georgia, Alabama, and if you can do that, that's what it takes off. to win. That's yeah, what that's it takes to win a you national want championship. That. You want to go through the best. Now, I wouldn't hate to go mm. through Georgia and then Cincinnati. That'd, that'd be, be the fun. Best. That'd be fun too. <laughs> but let's just, let's just we're gonna have plenty of time to break uh, down the game coming you, up against Georgia. Can like, you imagine how mad the entire college football press would be if Cincinnati and Michigan oh were gosh. playing for they, the this, national championship? The world, the country. Ratings want Michigan and Alabama. That's what, what everybody wants. And then you got Cincinnati and Alabama playing. It's going to get low Conspiracy ratings. theory here. It's going to get low ratings. Conspiracy theory. The last thing the world wants is Alabama, Georgia for ratings. They don't want a rematch. That CFP doesn't want rematch. So when Alabama goes out, wipes the floor with Cincinnati, guess who's going to get all the calls in the playoff game? And I'm walking out back like, yep, yeah, that was – not pass interference, but I'm glad they called it. <laughs> nope, that was pass interference. Glad they didn't call it. Michigan, they're gonna get all. They've been getting a lot of good calls. They've been they've been very like I'm I'm not gonna say like anything's changed a game or anything, but they let their corners be very physical. Yeah, yes, they ever do. since Harbaugh went off after that state game. Yeah. and complained yep. and complained and people mocked him and he's like I don't care I'm gonna complain because you know what we got a full season to play here. And we're gonna get those calls moving forward. And and they've had a lot of holding calls against the offenses they have? because their ends beat them on a regular basis. <laughs> However, they miss getting, a lot of them too. They do. They're they're <laughs> held all the again, time. Again, you can see it. I mean, you can call holding every every. Yeah, that's an old cliche. But. I think the ticket prices right now for these two games speak volumes about the matchups. I don't know if you guys. No, have I any, haven't looked at it at all. Uh, well, you can go watch out. The last time I checked, which was a couple days ago, you can go watch Alabama play for. Three hundred bucks. Okay. Michigan, Georgia. Michigan, Georgia. Why don't you triple that? Nine hundred a ticket. Wow, that's insane. Nine hundred. I can't imagine what 
if Michigan makes it to Indy, because that's where the national championship is, against Alabama, those tickets will be thousand bucks a pop. Probably, Michigan's if gonna not more. Michigan's gonna represent. <laughs> oh Some, yeah. Someone you and I know already has their tickets for the semi and the championship. Who's that? Steve. Really? Yep. And I I work with a couple of people that missed out because there were so many applicants they had to make it random. I was oh, thinking, actually they had to make it top of the line like the the. Yeah, I'm gonna apply yep. for a press pass for for the podcast. And see Do it. See if, I'm gonna see what, see, see what happens. Yeah, at least for the national championship. <laughs> what, when's, what, when's the game? Where do they play? Uh, New Year's Eve. So that's Year's another Eve. thing we gotta talk about. Yeah, because that, that, that throws a wrinkle into everything. Sure does. But big time. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about we'll, that. We'll work. We'll work. We're gonna have it. to. Yeah, we'll, we'll work through. <laughs> it. We'll yeah. work through it. But like, I mean, it's gonna be. I think I'll we got to get the wives on board and make sure that everybody's on the same I'll page because this is going to be. I'll let her know. Interesting. This is, this is uh, once in a you lifetime. Could say it's significant. I'll yeah. be down there. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> you'll, you'll be here, right? I'll, I'll be down at the stadium. Pompano. Dead serious. Yeah. Wait, you're going? Where are you going? I'm going to go to Florida. That's <laughs> right. You are going to be in Florida. And I will be in Miami that day. Holy smokes! Are you sure you don't want to sell your whatever you have? How did because you, you do could this? probably get triple the. <laughs> Value. How did you do this? The, I, it, it was just an opportunity that arose that we were, it's last second trip to Florida, and we're going to be just south of Tampa for a chunk of the week, and I just told Carrie, I said, hey, if if Michigan is placed in the Florida game, I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking up tickets. She goes, well, you can look them up all you want, and I'm like, okay, I know what that means. You're I'm not, not buying going. them. You can look at them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I look. I looked at them, and I'm like, okay. You can dream. Th- th- it ain't bad. And then once the bowls were released, I went on the website, and it I had just already doubled. Skyrocketed. Then the next day, it tripled, and I'm like, that's just unattainable. I, I can't mean, you should at least it. be at the stadium and see what you can find, right? That's what I'm going. Even to if do. you're paying illegally. Buying an illegal Browns ticket, like that's, I almost did to get in a Michigan State game one year. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should be there. Where's it at? Is it at Hard Rock? I think so, yeah. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. You driving or flying? Driving, yeah. Yep, driving. Oh, I just man. made that drive. Might have to do it again. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, some other news in college football was, was the Heisman finalists come out, um, and basically you got Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Kenny Pickert, and Aiden Hutchinson uh, from Michigan uh, that were invited to New York. I think that gets released this, this weekend. Is that right? Uh, Saturday or Sunday probably is, is the ceremony. Yeah, the 12th. When was the last time you guys cared about the Heisman Trophy winner? Um, <laughs> I Honestly, uh, all right. When Jabril was invited, I was, oh, really? I was pretty pumped. Who, but who I, wanted, I I knew it was. A, I wanted Devontae Smith to win last year, but it, I wasn't invested. Did, he did end up winning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like, I I don't care about the Heisman Trophy. I I probably liked it for a bit when I was a, a teenager and into my twenties, but I I don't care who is in going to New York and who is well I'm not getting not, bent like, out of shape all of that stuff so like and, and that's kind of what I so the four that were invited um they call the finalists well technically everybody's a finalist it's basically you can write any name you'd want down right so i think you like list 5 if you're a voter you can write any old name they just they pick don't the, tell the four most likely they don't tell you well no they already know who won yeah and they take the votes and they say all right these are the top 4 you guys are coming yeah okay so 
so the state fans that are losing their crap over Kenneth Walker not making the finalists and ESPN is a sham because they counted him out. It's like, no, he didn't get enough votes. Right. Look, should have he? Probably. Should have he? Should he be? Should should have he? Should he have? Should have he? Should it? Should he have? Should should have? There you go. Should have he? You got it. I've heard it both ways. Uh, <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Anyways, uh, let's break yeah, this down. He probably should have. He should have. Yeah. I think he deserved to be in the top four. Yeah. But one thing that I'm very annoyed with, and this is what we, well, we kind of started uh, our day debatable, with it. Debatable. Yeah. But one thing I'm really annoyed with is the fact that. State fans and really Michigan fans, they're kind of going head to head in making this about a rivalry that has nothing to do with the rivalry. Exactly. And they're, they're saying Aiden Hutchin doesn't deserve to be here because of this guy. And Kenneth, Kenneth Walker should be there instead. It's like, well, hold, hold on a second. That, that's, uh, I'm sorry, but that's just not the way my brain works. If Kenneth Walker was there and Aiden Hutchinson was, I wouldn't be like, well, Kenneth Walker didn't win the Big Ten. Aiden Hutchinson was the best player on the Big Ten champion, so he should be there. Like, that's a weird way to look at it, in my opinion. And right. like, I don't like how this is becoming a rivalry, uh, in-state rivalry topic because it's not. It's the farthest thing yeah, from it, shut and up. it's not a media-driven thing. Like, no. I'm sorry, but like, it's not because Aiden Hutchins is from Michigan that no, he's it, there. It really comes down to Kenneth it's, Walker did not play against Ohio State. He what did he carry the ball six times? Something like that. Yeah. For like eight yards or yeah. something. Like he didn't show up in the biggest game of the season. And maybe yeah. maybe the biggest game of the season was Michigan. And I guess you could say that for sure for now. Them. He had five touchdowns and yes, but top of mind, what have you done for me lately? That goes such a long way in yeah. college football in any sport. And and he did not bring Michigan State to the championship game that they had the uh, the opportunity to do as long as they didn't lose to Purdue yep. they should have been where Michigan was yeah and they and they would have beaten Iowa if they would have beat Purdue they would have beat Iowa yeah. they would be in the playoffs yes. right now yes. right here right now and Michigan, Michigan might have been too honestly uh, exactly you might Michigan have would yeah. probably Michigan yep. would probably replace Cincinnati yeah and you'd have two Big Ten teams against two SEC teams. Yeah, and I agree. And in, in, in that case, in that scenario, yes, you could and say Kenneth that he Walker deserved would to be there. Be there. And, that, and he earned it. He had 1,600 he yards, yeah. 18 touchdowns. Like, his numbers are insane. Yep. He single-handedly beat Michigan. Yep. He single-handedly brought Michigan State from a no-name, you know, like a no-expectations type of team to glory this year. And and I'm not going to well, sell it short. I would say the no, offense in general, like, had a lot to do with that. Because yeah, they, you're right. Big playability, quarterback yeah. play. They had a big play, uh, a big uh, part of this. But they, their engine was him. Yep. They they relied on him. The better he did, the better the passing game was. Yep. And that's the way Michigan State played this year. Um, again, what Aiden Hutchinson has done against. Penn State, which I think he had like every time he rushed, he had a pressure. Yeah. He had a hundred percent pressure rate, and he had and then, fifteen against Ohio State. And then he had fifteen like pressures that? and three sacks against Ohio State. You cannot be mad about Aiden Hutchinson yeah. getting the press that he's getting. He is Absolutely. dominating college football. Like, is he going to win? No, <laughs> he's what? not going to win. It could have been a one-person invite. I think he's honestly. Second, I think he's second place probably. Yeah, but all right, second place. They I don't have so. a. They don't have a second finalist house. They have a Heisman house. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's where I feel like people need to like just chill out. Like, who cares if he didn't get invited to New York? And I feel like state fans are taking this as like a personal thing, like a vendetta against them. Like, no. Everybody had a chance to write Aiden Hutchison. Everybody had a chance to write Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker didn't get the votes. I'm sorry. But I think it has a lot to do with where the teams ended up. Oh, 100%. And yet it was one win difference, or one loss difference, I should say. 
but uh, you weren't in the spotlight was a big for loss. that opportunity. Yeah, there there, there were multiple things that overshadowed it. And his lack of performance, no offense, in the Ohio State game, it, that it was hurt. It. That was his Heisman it moment. It hurt. Yeah. 26 yards. How yeah. how many times do you hear about it? The Heisman moment, the Heisman moment. You have to have a Heisman moment to win the Heisman. Yeah. But you also can't have he your non Heisman moment. Heisman moment. Right, exactly. You know That's what I mean. What I mean. Like that he had was... his Heisman moments, but yeah. he correct. No, I mean, but everybody that, does. But that was the that was the nail in the coffin. That that could have solidified it one way or another, and he put up a dud. He yeah, put up and, a zero. Uh, and it's not his fault. And it wasn't even fair. And it wasn't his fault. He Correct. was fighting but an injury. Right. But that's the way it works. Th- th- this and is that's the way exactly why C.J. Is Stroud isn't going to win this thing. C.J. Stroud has actually had a better year than Bryce Young overall. But De- in yeah. the moment, he didn't get the job done against Michigan. Yeah. Bryce Young just did to Oregon. or Sorry, not Oregon. Georgia. That's in everybody's head. Yep. Because that's where the spotlight was. Exactly. Right. And that's what put him above... When Everybody. you look at Hassan Haskins, he didn't get invited, but he has he rushed for twelve hundred yards yeah, and twenty was, touchdowns. Yeah, and he was sharing the ball. He literally just broke <laughs> the Michigan record, yeah. the U, U, University of Michigan touchdown rushing record. I mean, that is an insane record to hold, and we're just going to act like it. This is a normal thing. Like he yeah. just had a good I'm, year. I'm not offended by that. He's either. an all time great. <laughs> he's an all time great at Michigan yeah. with an all time great season, and he's not invited. Right. I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, but it just bothers, like, all day today was state fans calling in and being like, well, this isn't fair. This, it's like, Aiden shouldn't be there. It should Dude, be this guy. Enjoy like, your amazing season. Exactly. Yep. Just yep. forget about it. Talk about how you beat us. Talk about Don't how you turn it into Purdue. other stuff. Yeah, that's what you should be mad about, is that the fact that you guys didn't beat Purdue, because if you did, you'd be right where Michigan is, and now you're sitting there, look, I'm not going to say the little brother thing, but this sounds a little little brotherish because you're talking about one day instead of where we're sitting now. It's petty. It's petty. Yep. I freaking root for state. It's it's petty. It don't, is. Don't be that fan. And don't get me wrong. Michigan fans can be petty too. Oh, we were petty after the state game when the the fumble sack fumble yeah, that say, got, got reversed as a we're touchdown. We're the better team. We just lost. I said that. I believe it, I, and it kind of panned out, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. Uh, yeah. You guys thought I, I was did. gonna bring that drop in, didn't you? <laughs> you guys think I was gonna? Eat it? No, I don't even know what drops are. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the the thing I sent you guys this week when I was spot on for the first time. Of oh time. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was spot on. <laughs> you were. Go back to that preview. <laughs> should I share that? No. No. All right. Boom. Bang. <laughs> yeah, you should. Actually, Thanks, you should share it. Um, I don't have it on social media. Should I? Yeah. All right. I will. If it's craft beer. In Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. Before we get into the main topic of episode 134, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is open and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Their revamped food menu, rotating taps, wine and ciders make the hops perfect for whatever you have going on. From dinner with the family, late night drinks with friends, and everything in between, the Hops is becoming a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. Taco Tuesday is back at the Hops, yeah. uh, which we will be there actually next week, and we will let you guys know how those tacos are. Sweet. Um, yeah. You can also so each taco yeah. is um, two fifty, which is actually pretty reasonable for a craft taco these days, right? Craft yeah, taco? Uh, oh yeah, that's what they called it. Yeah. Fancy taco. 
And okay. then you can pair it with their margarita seltzer for only $3. Uh, the Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2021. And if you mention State of My Sports, you get a nice little discount on your first beer. Wait, two $2.50 for a taco? Two fifty for a taco. Oh craft, yeah, craft taco. Oh yeah, I'm pumped. We're we're gonna try them all. Let's do this. We're gonna try them all. I'm pumped. And we'll talk. We'll tell you guys afterwards. We might start a little week, late next week, but we'll get there early. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take um, advantage of this. <laughs> um, before we kind of get into the lines, can can one of you guys go grab? I only grabbed three of these to start. There should be one more if you guys want one yeah, more. Yeah, wh- where is it? They're in the fridge in the garage. Okay. Micah? Um, you don't have Micah? to, but should have pepper grab them. Mikey, you should grab them because we're gonna talk lions. Is that fair? Oh, hey, makes that, sense. That, that is fair. It does I mean, make it, sense. It does you make you sense, guys do right? your thing. Right. You guys go happy for about two minutes, and then uh, I'll be yeah. back. Well, that Michigan talk was like an hour. Get so. slappy. Let's get slappy. <laughs> um. Anyways, the Detroit Lions uh, got their first win uh, yeah. in almost a year. They won 29-27 to <laughs> over the Minnesota Vikings uh, <laughs> behind a walk-off golf. Whoa. Oh. Dang, I, sh- I missed walk that. Walk off, golf. I should have said walk off. Walk, walk off. A walk golf. Um, eleven yard touchdown pass uh, to rookie Amon Ross St. Brown after the Vikings took the four point lead with minute f- fifty four left. Goff led a fourteen play eighty yard drive in a minute forty six with zero timeouts and to set them up for that fourth and two from the eleven yard line with four seconds left um, for yep. the touchdown. As a whole, Goff, I think, had had his best game since week one. Uh, he went 25-41 for 296, uh, three touchdowns and an interception. St. Brown led the team with in receiving yards with 86. Um, and I think a rookie record, I think I heard, with 10 catches uh, in the game, which is awesome. Is that uh, a Detroit rookie record? Detroit or? rookie record, yeah. Nice. Uh, well, Williams had a respectable game uh, with 71 yards on 17 carries and a 4.2 average. Uh, I don't think there's any question that, that, you know, neither of these teams really deserve to win the game. But it's just kind of the way it panned out. And what Michigan, what, I'm going to say Michigan, I'm gonna, I bet you I'm going to say that wrong several times. Um, what the Lions did was they took advantage of it. And look, I, I, I heard all day um, is Lions didn't win that game, the Vikings blew it. Well, how many times did the Whatever. Lions blow a game and the other team yeah. not win it? This yeah. is the NFL. One a, team's a, always going to win. One team's always going to blow it. Yeah, you can't. Right? You cannot claim both ways. Lions have earned wins in plenty of other games that they've thrown away. So if those count as losses, this counts as a win. Yep. Uh, it was just nice to see them take advantage of it. They yeah. took advantage of it. They made plays. They did what they needed to do to win this game. Um, and then they were like, don't get me wrong. I mean, they they were actually ahead in this game too. So it's not like they came from behind. Yeah. Like, and dominated the, the first world. half. They dominated. Yeah. And they had a lead. Inside two minutes, right. so like, don't don't act like they didn't deserve to win this game. Yeah, because they I, did. And I agree with you with Goff. I think it is you know his why best I just game. Said they didn't deserve to, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So Goff had his best game since week one, and I I really do believe that. Or maybe maybe early on in week two or three, he had a good game too. But he looked healthy for the first time in a couple of weeks. He did. Yeah, I I agree. I would agree with that. And we're talking like when when Dan Campbell took the play calling over, he could not throw the ball down the field. 
He could. He was not capable of it. We we would run the ball over and over and over, and we're talking like third and thirteen. But it was injuries and like messy weather too. Like, oh, so it, was, it, was it was Steelers. Just nasty. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and and that was a couple weeks in a row like that. And and this definitely was a difference where they were throwing consciously throwing the ball down the field, trying to take advantage of those mismatches. You saw Hawkinson taking advantage of that earlier in the game with the second drive and the first touchdown, I believe. Yeah. So he um, had the twenty-three yard. Or sorry, he had, Hawkinson had the nine-yard touchdown run. That was a really good throw. Um, and then Wright had the 23-yard touchdown. Um, catch. Both catches. Yeah. Yep. From yeah. from Goff. And Hawkinson had that beat right before his touchdown. He had that big play out over the middle where he took a hit. Yep. Um, which is just impressive. And again, though, it's forcing the ball down the field, and that's what we want yeah. to see. Look, it's not it's not the the Stafford throws 50 yards, 45 yards. No. It's like an easy throw, but it's. You know, fifteen yards. That's and a that's standard throw step, for step Stafford. in the right direction. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just not it's the not bubble. That we haven't seen. It's not the bubble screen. It's not. Yeah. Third and. It's not check down. Eighteen bubble screen. Which or, I'm wondering. I wonder if Swift being out has kind of helped him not be that quick check down safety net too quick. You know what I mean? Maybe. Um. Which, look, I'd rather Swift be in. I'm not saying oh Swift's bad for the offense, but I'm saying it might help him gain that confidence and be like. It's there. I don't always have to take it. I think you saw a little bit of creativity in in the offense and um, a little bit of uh, you know nothing to lose kind of attitude with the Lions, yeah. especially early on. But we've seen that you know their script early on in the games have has gotten them down the field. They've moved the ball. It, it was more of like uh, in the second quarter and third quarter they've seen they've seen just their offense become stagnant because their play calling becomes. Almost like by the book instead of the create the creativeness or the first yeah. twenty plays kind of script thing that you see. Yeah. Um. But the, you know that didn't really come until the third quarter of this game. The the lull you're saying. The lull. The yeah. lull didn't come until third the quarter third quarter. Was quarter. Awful. Yeah. Yep. Um. I, I mean, it was just for me. <clears throat> look, I, I had a great moment with my kids. I told you about how Eason broke down in the after Thanksgiving game and just lost it. I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be a rough year, <laughs> rough life for this You guy. didn't tell me that. Oh, I didn't? No. I thought I shared it on the – oh, my gosh. So the Thanksgiving game, he's, I mean, he's five, so he doesn't really understand everything about the game and, like, the clock and stuff. And I'm trying to explain to him, all right, well, if we're, the Bears make this field goal, to lose. we're going to lose the game. If he misses, we win. That's basically what I was telling him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Eventually – and I, I met my my mother in laws. We just got done eating Thanksgiving dinner and like watching the game, and they kicked the field goal. I'm like, well, we lost, and he lost it, broke down, crying. He goes, but why don't we get a chance? And just like sobbing, he's like, we should get a chance. This isn't fair. And I'm like, well, I'm like, oh my gosh, I created a monster. <laughs> I saw so much of me in that. Yeah, he moment. loves them so much. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even understand it yet. But I was, but it's so more like. And he was, I mean, kids get emotional. But, like, it was just so funny because. So do Sam's. I mean, adults. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but then, like, uh, so Andrew's upstairs napping. So the kids are kind of watching the game with me the second half. And we're just enjoying it. And I'm, I'm explaining to them. The line, this it came down to that fourth and two. I'm like, all right, if the Lions get a touchdown, we win. If they don't get it, we lose. And if they don't catch it, and they're all just, like, sitting there watching. And. Got it, and I just started losing it, like going nuts, and the kids are hugging me, and I just—I <laughs> felt like it was Easton's yeah. first win of his life. It was nice. <laughs> 
Sheila Ford right. felt the same way. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> Did they show her? Uh, what? Did oh, they yeah. show her? Well, they oh, showed yeah. her in the locker room, like, yeah. jumping into <laughs> Camel's arms. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to pull up all the sound of that. Yeah, <laughs> we, sh- we still will do that. Let's do that. Cause I you think want me to pull that up? Well, I think it's worth talking about it, yeah, for sure. I, all right, I'm going to have to look it up. Do you, so you want to get into time. that, just like the, the reaction to the winner? Yeah, you so want to get into the basically, game? Basically, I, I just want to talk about how it's just a relief. It felt like a relief for the fans. It felt like a huge relief for golf. I mean, you see golf jumping into um, Dan Campbell, and I, I feel so good for these guys because they're going to work. You can tell that they're they've earned it. They have. Like, I mean, they've had they, a couple. They duds. earned it weeks. They've ago. had a couple duds for sure, but week in and week out, they are fighting. They are showing up and and working. The going to and work lions. Exactly. That's kind of what they are. Without even close to a championship. Um. I'm just very happy for them. I'm happy for the players, happy for Campbell to just kind of get that monkey off the back, and now they can just go out and play football. You know what I mean? It's not about just winning now. It's about playing the right kind of game. And it kind of uh, – I, I, do you want to go to the, 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 the celebration style or, well, or more of the play calling? Well, I, I, like there are two things that I really want to talk about, and it's more or less not necessarily how I feel, but it's what everybody else is saying in – Detroit sports. Yeah, we got we to gotta address that. Yeah, and I, I think let's talk about the game. Let's get through the game, and then okay. and then the reactions come <clears throat> at the end, and we can talk about what it means for the team moving forward. So what we're hearing right now is the play calling hate, and I know that's an easy easy target um, in in football in general. And when the Lions are what they are, one ten and one or whatever it is, which is key. It's remember this. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it's it, it's easy to say and question every single call. Um, so the really the big one that people are talking about is when the Lions were up two points, fourth and one, <clears throat> excuse me, on their own 28-yard line, and they went for it. They're killing Campbell for it. They're absolutely killing him for going for it in that territory. When you're up two, you should punt and do this and do that. It's like, I, I understood it. I did. That was to win the game. That was to win the game. And that is exactly what all of these same sports talk radio hosts, sports talk callers, all of these people were complaining about when he didn't go for it. Thank you. I mean, it's just, it's one or the other constantly. And look, when you lose, there's always something wrong. There's always something wrong. Yeah, you're going to And when you win, they're going to hate you for this too. And look, if they're in a playoff mode, they're not going to do that. Exactly. Thank you. But they're in playing to win the game. You play to win the game. They needed right? to win. They, they needed, needed to, win. to win. So they're and playing that was, to win. Look, fourth and one, you should be able to get that. You should. I didn't hate going for it, even though the book gets thrown at you when you do it. I didn't even hate the play I didn't action. hate the play call either. I didn't hate it because everybody was expecting run because that's what the Lions do right now. They should They should have I didn't, quarter, quarterback sneak right up the middle. Because it was fourth, but and that inches. got that got stopped earlier. Though. It did, it did. I know, but they should have done it because by the numbers, it it should. Which work. I actually think he got it, though the other one. Yeah, he but, probably did. He yeah. probably did. It's a bad um, spot. But anyway, I mean, I I feel like you can do anything there. I like the the wasn't it really play action or just kind of like a wasn't there? I don't remember somebody being in the, the backfield, but it was a play I action. I like the yeah. the the creativity of not doing like trying to out. Outsmart them. Yeah, I get what you're doing there. Yep. And if we had an athletic-ish quarterback, it would have worked. It, it, rolling him to a side, I, I don't like that. But I get what you're doing. 
You would think that the defense <laughs> would collapse down on the running back, stop the easy fourth and inches run, and then and then he has have a, a wide f- open play yeah. for fifteen and, yards. And if yards. it works, if that one player doesn't do what he did, then it looks like a genius play, and, yeah. and Goff could either walk his way to a first down or throw for a big play over the middle. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I just thought it was. I, I thought he did it right. I really did. And then I. I expected people to hate on it because it's such a yeah. weird call to go for it and you're that inside deep your 30 in, deep in your territory. to go for it. But then, like, I really started thinking about it. It's like, it actually makes sense because if you punt the ball, they're just going to drain the clock. That's that many more first downs that they can get and to drain the two, clock. Two, so but a now, field goal. But now, it, yeah, like, it, it worked out exactly the way I think that he kind of thought it through. Is if he doesn't get it, we're giving him a short field. Obviously going to kick a field goal, but they're going to kick a field goal either way quicker or they're going to get a touchdown. We're going to get the ball back and have some kind of stuff to work with. Right, and I think that's key because the previous week they were they were accused of. I'm, I I might be mixing up my games. The Bears game was was when they were accused of uh, not allowing the touchdown right on defense. They actually like I think he, so, he called yeah, the double timeout. The, yeah, yeah. Okay, the double so timeout was so the Bears, scenario yeah. of the last game is that you know Dan Campbell called the double timeout and they think he's an idiot, but he was saying, wait, hold on, we were completely out of position and he would have walked in for a touchdown and we didn't want him to score a touchdown. We wanted to hold to make a yeah. stand from a defensive perspective to make it so a field goal could win the game and not a touchdown. Yeah. So he had a he had his logic there and I actually going back two weeks I don't want to get it too much into that, but I appreciated the thought process. Yep. I was right there with them. I think your defense was kind of owning the game at that point. You trust your defense. They got beat. So be it. You lost the game. Whatever. You're trying to win the game. So now going into this week, he goes for it, and the same people that all week jumped all over his case for not having good clock management, and they should have let him walk in for a touchdown, and Bill Belichick would have done that. Yeah. Now he does it. Now now he takes the risk, but guess what? They score, make it, and then allow the Lions to come back and, and win. That is clock management. That is something where he managed the game and said, I'm willing to take the risk now as opposed to later, and this gives us time to react. Yep. Loved it. So why it are we making? Why are we accusing him of things when we won the game? Exactly. Why do we do that? It's fans. like That, that is the, like a – somebody's got to do like a, a – um, I don't know, like a study on people and just fandom in general and like how idiotic they are based on the region they come from. And I think Detroit would take it all. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. At least Lions, in football. Lions. At least in yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. Just Lions. <laughs> or, yeah, Lions football. But, I mean, I, I just – I I didn't like the way that he was treated. And, like, if you want to ask him the questions of why'd you do it this way, why'd you do it that way, like all of that stuff, like, fine. Go, go ahead and ask him. But to hate on it that much when it – worked out like if if he punted and they kicked the game winning field goal people would have been like oh you had inches you had inches to get that first down exactly you should have done it you're playing to you're that's playing to the, you're playing not to lose that's at that conservative point. football you're, you're playing not to lose what not, do you have to, to lose win. you've lost yeah. every game what do you have exactly. to lose exactly and that i'm just getting so sick of it yeah and and look that that's the nature of you know of, what though this this we are different we are different we're not sports talk radio in detroit so you know according to us I personally appreciated the aggressiveness. Me too. I appreciated the the thought process, the football thought process. And if you lose the game, so freaking what? You're you're in, you're going to lose another game. You've lost every game. You're looking for one of these games to work out so you don't historically become an 0 and 16 in one team. Yep. And that was all they're literally playing for. 
And they did it. And they did it. Yeah. And this team has never given up under Dan Campbell. They continue to play hard. This team has earned so many wins without <laughs> getting a win. win. Yeah. And they and they got one. Yep. Um, mo- moving on to the next thing that, that's driving me nuts in, in the sports talk world right now is people are hating on how excited they were. I know. They're saying that the celebration in the locker room was way too far. And the owner hugging the coach, too far. You would never see the Steelers owner do that. Well, yeah, it's man on man, so hold on. They, they probably wouldn't do that, but this is like a completely different <laughs> scenario. But like, they're not going to jump into the She's coach's She's going to jump arm. into his arms anytime, anytime she can. The, so they're they're complaining about how the coaches respond or celebrated, the players are celebrating, and the owners are celebrating. And they're saying, well, that's your problem, Detroit, is that's your Super Bowl. That's good enough. It's like. What do you expect them to do? What do you expect them to do? Right. They just got this monkey off their back. They just won a football game. Wait, how did they win it? A last second play. A walk off win. (laughs) Yes. You should celebrate that all the (laughs) time. Not a walk off field goal, a walk off. Touchdown. Touchdown. Huge. That doesn't happen. I got threw the ball eleven often. yards on the in the Detroit Lions. That region. is so <laughs> rare. Wait, do you want do you want these guys to walk into the locker room? Just like, yep, yeah, we expect that. Cross, yeah. Like, Act like we've been here before. Well, we still suck, guys. So yeah, yeah, like the, no, that's they're like not what it finally is. our hard work has paid off. Yes. And it's not like about me. It's not like golf's like, yes, I finally did it. No. He went up to Campbell. And it's not like Campbell's like, yes, I finally did it. He's like talking about his guys. Like, these guys have worked so hard. They deserve this. And like that and the owner's like, I'm so happy for you. Like, I'm I'm glad that for you that you can get this off your back. And that and there's nothing wrong with celebrating this. This feels I'm sorry, this like feels I'm not, different. I'm not saying, oh, this is our Super Bowl. Anything like that. This feels different because the ownership, Sheila Ford directly cared if we won or lost the game. No one no we one on the staff we couldn't say that in years past. Right. No Lions fan is going. This is our Super Bowl. No. No one. If they are, they're joking. It's like the what? the the joke that everybody's just kind of like. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm an ugly guy, so I'm going to talk about how but I'm an ugly guy. We're and, trying like, to talking win. about myself like that. We got you know? to win. But, yeah. Like one of the guys on Woodward Sports <laughs> was got got a whole bunch of crap because he like popped champagne. So he's had the bottle of champagne ready to pop the entire season. He's waiting yeah. for the win so he can pop the champagne. What happened in a 42 to nothing blowout win or in a last second victory? It just so happened that people were pumped. Like it's, it's yep. a high, you know, like you're excited for your team. Get over it. Get over it. My yeah. goodness. What do you yep. want your team to just be duds? No. Again, this team is playing under Dan Campbell. Like they, they, like they're not a winless team going into this game. They have been trying with full effort this entire time. So he's pumped for his players. The pump, players are pumped for him. The players are pumped for themselves. They've earned it. They feel good. Let them feel good. Yeah. Back off. Yeah. Back the f off. Like it, it's driving me nuts how people are talking about this team and how they're talking about this this coach. I, I think it's very unfair. And look, I, I'm sure they don't even believe what the words that are coming out of mouth. They're probably just trying to get ratings. I get that. We're just going to be honest about how we look at it and and kind of move forward. Um, the way that this team's playing, and I don't want to like kind of get too too far into this. The concerns about losing that number one seed and how important or number one draft pick and how important that is. So I, I looked ahead a little bit. Um, Detroit obviously is a half game because of the tie that throws things off um, ahead of Jacksonville. And, oh, sorry. I think I have. I think they're both at two wins, right? Yeah, Houston's at two as well. Okay, so yeah, I wrote that down wrong. But Jacksonville is at two ten and zero, and Houston's at two ten and zero. They actually play each other, which is good. Um, but like, 
if, if Lions win one more, they're going to drop currently as we're sitting two spots in the in the draft. Is that concerning? Is that something that we should be worrying about right now, or do we just want to play, go out there, play football, and let that kind of stuff take care of itself? I, I really don't think so. I mean, if you're looking at like the number one overall pick, people are still trying to debate whether it's Thibodeau and, and Hutchinson. Hutchinson has jumped into that mix. Yep. And then the, the guys that want a quarterback, if they're going to reach for something, maybe, pick but uh, possibly, but you could you could wait to get him as well. So yeah. there's really not a clear-cut number one. Nobody really knows currently. Yeah. currently. yeah, as it stands right now, nobody's saying like, "Well, you're going to miss out on this one guy." Yeah. So I, I don't see. Okay, what it what it does is for eight rounds, you're going to be one pick later, and I do think that adds up. I think it is important that every single, you know, for the second round, you can sit on what happened in the first round and then make your decision before anybody else going into round number two. You can do the same thing for round number four, and it's important. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's not important. However, you're also at the same time building a culture, and I would much rather be in the Detroit Lions culture at this point of the season compared to the Jaguars culture at this point, or the or the you know Texans culture, the Jets culture. I would even say the Giants. Like I would rather be in the rebuild mode that with the Lions where they're currently at than any of those teams. Yeah, and so I yeah, and so I yeah. don't think you I, know I like I think building the culture is important enough to not try to lose the rest of your games. Let's stay competitive. Let's keep bringing the effort. And if it comes with a couple more wins and you get the third overall pick versus the first overall pick, guess what? You're going to get a talented guy yeah, across the board every single you're round. You're going to get a superstar if you're in the top five. I think I think you'll find find a guy, um, one way or another. I think so too. Um, I, I could see three more wins uh, on this roster. I know it's Lions slab. I think the Broncos is a, is a winnable game. I think the Falcons is a winnable game. And the way the Seahawks are playing, and Russ might be out again by then. Like that's a winnable game too. It is. They're they're not good football teams. Now, I mean the Packers game. It'd be silly for me to say that the Lions could beat the Packers. But if the Packers aren't playing uh, for anything, yeah. If they if they're gonna take that as a bye week because they either got to rest up because they have no shot at the bye or like they have no reason to play that game. There's a good chance the Lions can win that game because the Lions play hard, and th- I'm sorry, but that's that is a possibility too. So, um, look, I'm not gonna say the Lions gonna go on a winning streak and and make the playoffs or anything like that. I'm just saying, I think this is a big big step for this team, and and finding a way, the, getting that one win. There, there's there's a couple coin flip games in there. Well, and there's and a th- couple more coming up. Yeah, and I think it's important. So when I saw this part of the you know this segment of I guess what you had laid out here, yeah. I really wanted to bring up last year's draft and 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 just read off the names of each player that that Brad Holmes drafted last year. And is that okay if I go yeah, through no, all yeah, that? Yeah, go for it. Because it doesn't matter to me where the Lions pick. I think we have a talented GM that is capable of picking great talent wherever we're going to pick. So. Whatever you're trying, that. whatever yeah. you're trying to build at this point, if it comes with wins, I think it's worth it because they're still trying to to reset the culture and build from the ground up and not just grab some, you know, random wide receivers first round. Yeah, they did this the right way. So again, round one, Penny Sewell, been a who, stud, one of the best tackles in football since right now. since week six. He's been the number two rated offensive tackle insane. in football, insane behind Trent Williams from the Cowboys. Absolutely insane. Number two in football, <laughs> PFF rating. That, look, that's I mean, insane. yeah. Look, take PFF with a grain of salt, but I'm not. You're not. You're not a bad football Something. player. Yeah, 
Again, it's been dominant. He has been. He's been very, very good. Absolute stud. And he has moved over to the right side and been amazing. Just, just because as good, he if hasn't not been better. talked about. Yep. Yeah. And and that that makes me want to do a whole segment on like <laughs> <Right>. how <laughs> mad it made me when people in preseason were talking about Penny Sewell was just a terrible pick. And I'm like, guys, he's in the perfect <laughs> position. Like he's not getting beat. Like he's jumping out too far. Like he's learning the position. I remember so you saying that. He's so yeah. freaking athletic. I had no concern at all. And he was not getting beat because he was weak. Anyways, yeah, I'd love to do that at some point. But all right, first round pick, Penny Sewell. Second round pick. Levi Amuzurike, who has come in and he's been part of the difference in why this defense has improved over the last several weeks. Campbell he's praised playing. the way he played this week. Yes. Uh, Ali McNeil has been a starter all year. He's been a rock-solid part of this defensive line. Yep. Um, Quiet, but third, good. Third-round pick. Another third-round pick. Uh, Ifichu Melifanwu. He came in just this week, healthy. just got healthy, played pretty good football. I think he's going to increase his reps. He's contributing. Fourth round pick. I'm on right. Ross St. Brown, wide receiver. We just saw what he did. He's coming into his own later on yeah. in the year. He's starting to contribute more and more. Uh, this the next fourth round pick. Derek Barnes, anchor of the defense. That stop he had in that in that two point conversion at the end of the game. I know. Filled the gap insane. and it, good luck. Yeah, I mean not it gonna... was a gap filled by uh, another rookie, right? Yeah, it was Lee McNeil and yeah. Wuzurike in the and middle. And then Barnes made the tackle. Yes. That was one thing I think was very underrated. And I got a text from my buddy Justin like mid game was like, man, or no, sorry, my it was Ben. Uh, text me, he's like. These guys are tackling today. They're tackling. They were tackling. Dude, Derek Barnes is a good tackler. He is. He he is. Uh, he's made a big difference on this defense. They have. I'm not saying that we have an amazing defense on the no. lines. Yeah. But they have performed over the last several weeks. Yep. And right. Derek Barnes is a big so part. So Derek of that. Barnes. Next one, Jamar Jefferson, running back, who is he contributing. Yeah. He's had a big run. Um, I think the more he gets involved, he's he's capable. Right. Yep. We're seeing con- contributions from every single one of these draft picks from last year and we shouldn't expect anything different this next was the year. first game that all of the the draft picks played is it really yes because yeah. yeah came back yeah and then not only that but two undrafted free agents we've got aj parker jerry jacobs and jerry jacobs wow who has been love what he's done playing really Look, well he's no really. superstar but he is a piece undrafted free agent. I know. I think it's someone to keep an eye on. These are the guys that and you got to find those. Roster. You got to find those. And I think what, what you brought up and what led into that little uh, side piece there was our our uh, GM. Our GM. We have to trust him. Look, he's made some blunders. Like, don't get me wrong. I, uh, do I want the the fifth round draft pick back for that wide receiver? Every yeah, I, GM I would love that. has that. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't think so. You really? You would no. take Benson over. Fifth round pick right now, Trinity Benson. Oh, for oh oh for Trinity Benson. Yeah, um, I mean maybe That's yeah was, some of those yeah, guys. But yeah, like that, and then the signings that that are off the team. I don't care about those. Like I just say they were going to be placeholders until somebody took their spot. Well, somebody already took their spot. I think. And it's who being, was it? I think it's being aggressive. Picks. I think you. I think you can be aggressive with fifth round picks. Yeah. Yep. Who, who was the fifth round pick that last year that you we didn't up? have a fifth round? We had oh, we two, didn't. two fourth okay. rounds. Right. Yep, we had Amandre St. Brown and Derek Barnes as fourth round picks. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about contributions to a team that's getting better week in week out. I I don't think it gets any better than that. So this all came from the the, the draft pick order. No, I don't think it's as important as people may, might make it out to be. But I'm also not going to say that a first overall pick is not important. Yes, I'd love to have the first overall pick. 
Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. Ryan, you want to explain Betting Hero to our listeners? Yeah, I could do that. Bettinghero.com. Use promo code MIBETS. That is the best way to support the podcast. And what they do is they just take all the legal sports betting opportunities that you have in the state of Michigan online and they lay it out, each one with the best promo code available at the time. And believe me, it's not a one-and-done thing. They just keep coming back with more and more promo codes so you get as much free money as possible. So, again... Give, give me, give me the bettinghero.com. Bettinghero.com. Promo code MIBETS. Ryan, do you like money? I like money. Sam, do you like money? You like money. You know what I just learned? I like money. I, went, I just went on vacation, and I want more money so I can take more vacation. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not about the money in the bank. It's just like being able to go relax. I want to just go on more vacations. So, yeah. Why don't you use Betting Hero, then? I will. Good. How about I you? I I do. Good. Very good. And, and again, they give you free money. So do it, guys. Seriously, and, and it really does help us. I want to encourage you to try to, to try to help, you know if you're looking to support the podcast in any way, that's the best way to do it. Cool. We'll get into our our cool. picks. So the last couple weeks, so we didn't do picks um, on the show last week because we were Saturday. It was all that, but we did make picks off the air. Um, so I'm gonna go through the last two weeks. Uh, what we did the last two weeks, basically. Uh, Micah, over the last two weeks, went eight and eight. Kyle went eleven and five. Wow. Ryan went nine and seven, and I went nine and seven as well. So, Kyle has officially taken the lead at fifty-five and forty-five. That's such bull crap. Micah, Micah is one game back at fifty-four and forty-six. See, like Ryan, you are fifty-one and forty-nine. And I'm bringing up the rear at 49 and 51. A lot, rear, a lot of rear action from you. So there. a lot of rear action. <laughs> I'm looking at some of these teams that you have us picking from. Yeah. A lot of these teams have absolutely just frustrated me the last week or two. Who like these teams? There's teams that are supposed to win and they don't win. It's really they don't weird. Cover. It's weird. I'm glad that I got a sports betting game for a bit there because I was on a high. And I feel like based on like the picks I make and all that, like I would have been doing awful. Yeah, we would have lost it all. Probably, I would have lost a lot yeah. for, for for sure. So I, I don't even know if Kyle should count in this whole thing. Does he count? <laughs> he, like, he's gonna come back. You know, like the mean. Girls. John is gonna come back too. You know, I you know to the Mean Girls quote where they're like, "You don't even go here." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the guys in yeah. the <laughs> guys in the hoodie, like with his head up, with all the girls around there. It's a dude. <laughs> Go here. <laughs> That's Kyle. I love that movie. <laughs> I do too. By the way, that is a really underrated <laughs> movie. Um, anyways, uh, we, to start, we got the Steelers Thursday Night Football. They are at Vikings. Vikings are a three-point favorite. Kyle is taking the Steelers. Uh, Micah, what are you going to do? Steelers. Ryan? Vikings. I am taking the Vikings as well, and I already wrote down all my picks, so I'm not going to change any of them based on what you guys do. Um, unless I decide Doubt to. It. But I, I'm just going to go with the up-down theory. Steelers stole a game from the Ravens. Vikings are going to have to have a bounce back here. So Vikings are going to win. Why not buy more than three? We'll see. Next, we got the Ravens at the Browns. Browns are a two-point favorite. Kyle's taking the Ravens. Michael, we'll, we'll see you. I hate both these teams right now. They can both go get bent. I just Whatever I just, do, they're, they're, I'm going to be wrong. They're... they're <laughs> 
Yeah. Such infuriating teams. And they'd probably be right, actually. <laughs> you should do push. I should do push. Give me the Browns. Browns? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Browns. Are you? I actually took the Browns as well. Um, coming off the bye. Kyle's um, got a gain on all of us. Yeah, he did. Just to get that one. Uh, my up-down theory kind of went the yeah. opposite there, but I just I don't trust Lamar Jackson. But You never have. No, I haven't. Um, next, we got 49ers <laughs> at the Bengals. The Bengals are a one-point favorite. Kyle's taking the 49ers. That's exactly who I'm going with. Yeah. Niners. Yep. <laughs> we go Bengals. I'm going Bengals as well. Really? Up down theory. There we go. I love it. I love it. Next, Bills at Bucks. Bucks are a three and a half point favorite. Kyle's taking the Bucks. My God. Bucks are gonna smoke the Bills. Ryan, Bills. <laughs> I got Bills too. I think the Bills are gonna dominate this game. The Bills look bad. They looked bad, but yeah. did you see that wind? Oh, it's not terrible. looked bad. They looked bad. Looked bad. Also. Mm-hmm. Are they looking bad? So they're looking they're bad, looking. look bad, and look bad. Uh. What a difference a year makes. Hmm. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be like that. Next, we got the Rams at the Cardinals. Cardinals are a two-and-a-half point favorite. Kyle's taking the Cardinals. My God. Give me the Rams. Are you sure? The Rams have looked bad. Well, they looked bad. <laughs> they've been looking yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. Ryan. Uh, what did Kyle take? Cards. Oh, man. I wanted to go opposite of Kyle the whole time. Um, I'm going to go Rams. I'm going to keep it going. Opposite. I'm going to go Cardinals. Lions at the Broncos. Broncos are an eight-point favorite. Kyle's taking the Lions. Micah. Lions are going to cover. Ryan. you know what? I am. Yeah. You're just gonna stick with it. I gotta stick go with against it. it. I gotta stick with it. I'm going against Kyle the whole time. I'll go Broncos. I'm gonna go Lions. I think they're gonna win this game. This is my chance to make up some ground, baby. I think the Lions are gonna start rolling. I could see them winning a lot of these games on the way out, and it's gonna people are gonna be angry about it. Yeah. Yep. It's actually a good out? thing. No, they're not gonna win out. Maybe. <laughs> you know what you call you. You get that, you get that taste, take, Sam. You get that taste, just a little taste, and you just, want more. Like it was so. Give it more. It so so easy. It. it was so easy with fourth and two with four seconds left. <laughs> they they go like three in a row. We come over for that last game, and Sam's got like. <laughs> I got one eye black. Yeah. Got the Aiden Hutchinson roll. He's got his fourth down, <laughs> fourth down signal, <laughs> which is Sam, maybe first down. <laughs> maybe a different <laughs> signal. <laughs> means multiple uh, things. Oh, my God. <laughs> got the one eye black going. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> awesome. oh, boy, that was fun. I'm just going to cut the music. It says play outro. <sighs> is there volume stuff that you got to adjust? Or no, no, I'm all set. Sweet. I crushed it's it today. It's time to create our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to once again remind everyone of our partner, Sicilianos Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their expert staff, Sicilianos Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Along with their great selection of craft beer they have specialty wines spirits ciders coffee tea tobacco and cigars they also have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in west michigan we love that siciliano's market is part of the state of my sports family 
and is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. Ryan, start us off. All right. Uh, this beer is called Light. This is Light. a premium lager from Upper Hand Brewery, um, 4.2%. Premier or premium? Premium. Okay. Didn't I say premium? I thought you said premier, but maybe not. Nah, I, I, I probably said both. All right. Again, I'll just repeat it. Premier League Lager um, from Upper Hand Brewery, and this is this is a, a good lager. I mean, it, it really did exactly what I was hoping for tonight. Um, not got you, know, you where you wanted to be. Well, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> I I you know I do actually like lagers. I think I'm, I, I actually I'm do too. Appreciate them the more and more, and uh, I'm gonna go with. I would say this is a seven five, which is a good score for a lager. I think it's exactly where I wanted to be. Um, and it didn't get me where I needed to go, but it's exactly where I want to be. Not writing home about it? I'll probably write home. I'll mention. That's good. Give it a, a nice <laughs> like. <laughs> All right. I'm going to follow was that, that Was up. that normal uh, or was that weird? <laughs> I don't know. No, that was both. That was good. That it's was normal for us, but weird for everybody else. <laughs> I just, I'm looking for weird, so perfect. So from Brewery Vivant, I'm drinking their Grand Lager. And it says it's beer that is beer. And it's just, that's what it is. It's just a 4.5% it lager. It tastes like a lager. And uh, it didn't really get me where I want it to be tonight. It's no. pretty light, right? No, it's very light. Yep. What's the Easy alcohol percentage on that one? 4.5. What was yours, Ryan? Did you say it? 4.2, but I started with bourbon tonight, so I think it was like a uh, nice. So I think <laughs> it was like. Well, am I am I there? Yeah, no, you're there. You're good. I might you're, be there. You're creeping there. Not um, sure mine even man. says what it is. That's you know. Come on, man. I already picked my grade before you even spoke your grade. I knew you said when no, I no. you smirked. You smirked when I said that. <laughs> I'm going with a seven point seven. It's a good oh. lager. What? Nice. I thought you were going seven five. No, no. It was it was really close though. We we've done that a couple times this yeah, year. We have. I don't know why the grade even mattered then at that point. <laughs> Why did his grade matter to your grade? We were on the I same page. Just, I was just mentioning it was close. Yeah, we were I vibing. I forgot to go to beer grade thing. This we were vibing, like, bruh. Sorry, guys. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> he thinks he's going to be at a, like a 9-0 or something. I, was, I just don't know uh, what percentage this is. That's a nice golden uh, lager, though. It is. I like how mine was a little darker. I, I would say this is probably like the Bud Weiser compared to a Bud Light, in my opinion, if that makes sense. All right. Okay. Um, but anyways, it is the American. Um, no idea what I'm talking about right now. Um, it's American beer. <laughs> it is from Lake Brothers Brew Co. Brewing Co. It is Honest it's Beer. Company. Honest Folk. American All Malt. What did I say? It said Co. It is family owned, which is pretty cool. It's a Midwest malted barley cluster and Liber- Liberty hops. Got to love Liberty, right? Yeah. In the purest of the Great Lakes water. Hmm, I really pure. like this lager, honestly. This is a, really? this is one of my favorite lagers that I've had in a long time. Um, I've, I've kind of been getting back into the lager stuff. You know, like when you drink so many IPAs, they start to ugh, like weigh you down. It's like, do I, I really yeah, want I, another IPA? Yeah, I'm It's like, no, I just way. want like the the light beer lager buzz. Like, Easy yeah. to Nothing drink. wrong with that. Like I've been craving that more and more. Um, very, very good. I like the, the, the color of this one as well. It looks, looks awesome. I'm gonna go with a seven, eight. 
Nice. Yeah, I think that's a pretty hmm. good what'd score you, for What'd a you lot. drink on uh, vacation a lot? Bud Light, right? I did drink some Bud Lights, uh, yeah. I drank a lot of Bud Light one night. That was disappointing. Why? Is that is that your favorite domestic or no? Yeah, it is. Bud Light. Yeah, yeah Bud Light's my favorite domestic. That's Micah? my go-to yeah. domestic. You? Me? Yeah. So Bud what Light. I was thinking about doing today with, 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 the, like with the- I cannot stand no? Coors. Oh, okay. So not what, my, I, what we're going to do here, in the once football season's done, we have more time- what I was wanting to do today, and then I'm, I'm glad I wrote it out because we're what, close to two hours, and we were supposed to have a full another segment that that's was going to take that's a while. That's just normal, though. Um, but it was uh, going to be like a domestic taste test, and we like try to guess what they are, or ah. we, we Ooh, rank cool. them or something. Yeah. I was thinking like I would have a list of all of the beers that are there, and I'd have like seven or eight of them, of the, like, the domestic Natty Lights and Bush Lights, and, hmm. and then we would try to have to guess which ones they are. So, I like it. I like it. I don't know. That's something I've been playing around with in my head. But, um, we'll do it. Expect it next week, everybody. No, hey. not next week. Because we're at the hops next week. Yeah, that's right. What? Carrie gave a grade to cotton that candy. cotton candy what haze. Was it? What was it? She gave it a 7.9. Solid. Ooh, it should be higher. I, I think it should be higher, too. Yeah, let her know that. Why didn't she like it that much? I don't know. <clears throat> Does she know the scale goes up to 10? Maybe I, she thought it was 8. Ooh, that's what it is. It should have been higher. Anyways, that was episode 134. Thank you guys for recording. It was fun talking Michigan and Lions. We got victories. Gotta hurry up. Talk to you next week, if not sooner. Thank you for watching. You've been listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers, to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.